Welcome back to the podcast. This is Alex Howell, and today we recorded episode 13 with Kristen Henning, who I knew from back in the day as Kristen Janke before she was married. Um, she has stacked up quite the quite the list of degrees since we both graduated in 07 from State Fair Community College with the Associate of Arts in Speech and Theater. She has a BFA in Theater Performance from the University of Central Missouri, an MA in Theater from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, an MA in Speech Communication from the University of Central Missouri. And she is currently a Student Success Navigator and Adjunct Faculty uh, for the uh, community college we both went to, State Fair Community College. She's from Urbana, Missouri, and went to Skyline High. And to give you a sense of who Kristen is and how I've known her for so long, we both came into State Fair Community College as uh, speech and theater majors um, in 2005. And when we graduated in 2007, and then especially up to now, up until now, she has consistently always been this kind-hearted good human being and it feels very rare to find people like that that just throughout their entire lives throughout their careers throughout you know their relationships throughout you know obviously she became a mother every step along the way the one word that I would always use to describe Kristen would be kind she's always been kind and throughout this interview you'll kind of hear a theme about what her plans are for the future and she wants to take over a position, uh, episode, I believe it was episode 10 with Eric Gazelle, that he currently fills, and he, he'll be leaving soon. And we talked about it on that podcast, we talked about it a lot on this podcast, and it's just the, it's the worst kept secret in the world that she wants this position. But I will tell you this, if I were standing in front of any administrator from any school discussing Kristen and her future with that school, I would say that if you decided that you wanted to have somebody there that represented you well, that students worked with well you'd be a damn fool to ever think of somebody else that wasn't named Kristen Henning and I mean that from the bottom of my heart she is just always been such a great person we've been in communication since uh, we both graduated from State Fair Community College our lives took different paths but to have this conversation especially to have it last as long as it did was just awesome so you know Sit back, relax, and enjoy this three-hour podcast where two good friends um, talk about our, our time back in the day, talk about our future plans, and um, just kind of catch up on things that have gone on. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks again for listening. Episode 13, Kristen Henning, who I know as Kristen Janke. I just have you talk in. Mm-hmm. You do have to kind of stay close to it too. Okay. So and then you get used to it pretty fast. Oh, yep. okay. I hear you. Yep. Okay. It makes so it pretty I'm easy. Turn this around. A Sounds little. good. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna like pull. Yeah. The wire and then topple every. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> no, it's it's honestly fine. Like um, I'd, yeah, definitely unwrap that. But okay. uh, <laughs> and Ooh. you can pull that a little bit to give you. A, Something, but yeah. When I uh, oh. the last guy that I had on here was uh, Corey, and he's the one that put the mic like that, uh-huh. because it was like this, but it kept dropping. And you can see that I've secured yeah. mine. Um, but <laughs> he basically said he's like, I'm just gonna mess with this because this is driving me nuts, and he found a way to make it work. Hey, <laughs> no, that works. Yeah, mine's a little bit looser than that one is, so mm-hmm. I can't make it work like that. So I just had okay. to tie mine up with string. 
<laughs> one of these days I'll I need to get new booms um and then I'll I'll solve that problem. Okay. But uh but yeah, one thing that drove me nuts and I've said this several times so anybody that's listening to the podcast is probably like, dude, shut the fuck up about Game of Thrones. <laughs> but I I seriously it was driving me absolutely insane because I'm part of all these forums and Facebook groups because again, I'm obsessed and all the people that were like season 8 was awful. It's like how do you clean that whole thing up? Like, I can understand getting mad at a couple of things. Like, obviously, yeah. that's going to happen every season. It's going to happen every episode. Right. But to clean up everything in eight episodes that are between 60 and 95 minutes. Yeah. How the hell do you think you're going to do it? Right. And Nick and I were talking about that, too. So we were watching it and waiting, like, what are what are people really mad about? We're, like, waiting for that moment. Yeah. And we're guessing that it was when um, um, she flipped and decided to just go crazy on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's when people were mad because they're like, that's not what Danny would do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, well, that's not Danny would do in your own mind. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, what? I can absolutely see where she was coming from, all this leading up because, you know, finding out that uh, John – was her nephew, I yep. think, yeah, yep. uh, you know, and then like, well, great, every single thing that I have worked towards in my entire life yeah. that I've known is going to be taken away by a man who didn't even know that he was supposed to get this, right. you know, so I can absolutely see that train of thought, and it's like, eh, well, screw it, yeah. <laughs> you know, if this is how it's going to be, screw it, and then it actually worked out for her, and then she thought, okay, well, this will, I've won, but then, you know, when you're not okay with just winning and still conquering, like, I mean, that's where she was shooting herself. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing that, you know, the first thing I thought of when they were just, dis- when people got mad about the fact that she turned into the Mad Queen was, it's like, you guys have been watching all the other episodes, right, where shit that you don't want to have happen happens, right? Right. So we know that, but it's, I think a lot of it was so many people just identified with the character. And right. especially, I mean... I don't want to like make a blanket statement here, but I do think a lot of it, a lot of her power, a lot of her character came from, you know, kind of this very positive, like really like pro female yes. movement that we're in. Yes. Like, and that to me was awesome. Oh yeah. And that's why I was telling Nick when we were watching this, I was like, Danny is awesome. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it always drove me nuts. Cause I kept seeing, and this was something that I never understood, but I saw a lot and it was like, you know, Game of Thrones, is, and they try to like nitpick some of the different areas. They were like, "Well, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a white centric cast, and there are a lot of powerful males." And it was like, "But you saw a transition that was pretty damn impressive over the series." And it's like, "Well, one, as far as the white centric thing, like this is basically Europe. That's right. that's kind of the the land that we're basing everything in." Right. Um, but two, like with the female thing, it's like, "Did have you watched it?" Do, right. do you know who Cersei Lannister is? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some really kick-ass female characters, yeah. and they are written so complex, mm-hmm. and and they interact and not are not just talking about men. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, I think that they had a really nice balance of, of, you know, they had to establish what is established now to yeah. where we can see, like, oh, that's what this – you know, I'm, I'm relating real life to the show, and yeah. then you're seeing the rise of... I mean, it, it all made sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I just thought it was 
to me, it's without question. Like, you know, I personally think it's the best show ever, but I know I'm completely <laughs> fucking biased because it's, right, right. it's everything I like. It's Lord of the Rings with, you know, f- more fighting and sex. Like, right. fantastic. Mm-hmm. But when you really look at the, like, the writing, I mean, you were talking about it earlier. It's like when you see it from the mind of somebody, in, you know, we didn't, we weren't part of creating it, but we've been around, like, it, in theater in some way, shape, or form for a while now. But... When you know what it goes, what goes into creating like a high school or college play, right? And then you see that, and then especially when you see like the that thing behind the scenes where they went through just the last season, and they're talking about fifty-five days of shooting the Battle of Winterfell at night in the cold with fake snow, (laughs) and you're just like, dude, I'm gonna stick to college theater. This is bullshit. That's way out of my league. Like I. I am going to stick to theater because uh, film. I feel like film is way too grand for me. It's almost like too big of a concept Yeah. that I, I don't know how I would be able to pull all these things together. I feel like I can do that well in theater, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I could do that in film. And that's okay. That's not my niche. That's someone else's niche. Yeah. And I, I think I would just emotionally fall apart. Yeah. Like when, you, when you're basically not allowed to see the sun for 55 days – that can't be healthy. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Oh my god, no. Yeah, I, I think I, we haven't watched the behind the scenes thing. Oh, yet. okay. Yeah. Um, Tim Wells told me yeah. to do that. He's like, after you get done, make sure to watch that. And we just haven't yeah. got to it. Huge yet. surprise that Tim would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Tim was like, a, like he he would talk about it a lot, but not like spoiler or anything yeah. like that. Um, and so I, th- that's part of the reason I was like, I want to watch this. Now I have something that I can, something else I could talk to Tim about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not that I don't talk. We talk all the time. Oh anyway. yeah. It's not that big. Of a deal, no, I understand. Now I'm like, Ooh, now I can relate to someone on this level too. Yeah. Tim is, I was telling Eric this, it's like Tim always, he's always cracked me up because he, he has so much wit with a ridiculously dry sense of humor. Heck yeah. And it's awesome. Like, the amount of times that we'd give him shit behind the scenes and he would just turn it back around on us. It was like, ah, fuck. Nah, man. (laughs) (laughs) You win. Yeah. I remember I thought I was cool and I had a, uh, I bought like a Zippo lighter and I thought I was cool behind the scenes. I was like, yeah, because I'm 19 and stupid. Like, I'm like, whoever's got the Zippo lighter, shut up. Like, okay. (laughs) I just remember I was like, sorry. Like, he's going to know exactly who it is, but right. I'm at least going to try to fake it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Yeah. Sa- save your own um, your your own self inside just a little bit, even just, though he, yeah. he knows. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. tried. Well, and he's got – I mean, when you're a director, I think you get x-ray vision. You know what's happening. Like, especially <laughs> yes. with, you know, when you've been behind the scenes anyway, especially right. when you've been an actor or anything else – it's like you know what's happening back yeah. there. It's just you also have to balance that with calling people out. Like, and with me, he n- probably knew he was like that fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> Alex again <laughs> with the Zippo lighter. Ah, uh, there he goes. Okay. He doesn't even smoke. He's just trying to be James Dean. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Well, we had enough people who smoked oh, at that geez. point, so you know it could have been any number of people, oh, or maybe you're just trying to be cool and light their cigarettes for them. Yeah, here's how cool I was with that stupid thing. So you know the whole like <laughs> you flick it open and then you start yep. it, mm-hmm. go on your leg. So those jeans that were all ripped up were popular. Remember, I had like oh, 50 yeah. of them. Yes, I remember. <laughs> the first those. time I did it, I lit my jeans on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's how cool I am. I'm sitting there, I was like, 
and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Had to hit it to get it out. It was like, oh, you know, you think you're cool in life, and then you have a moment like that, and you're like, nah. It, I'm it humbles you. It oh, brings yeah. you back down the earth. Yeah. yeah, I pray people like like Brad Pitt have moments like that, too. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm Brad Pitt. I'm awesome. Oh, I let my jeans on fire. I'm not as awesome as oh, I thought. That's cool. How'd you light those on fire, Alex? Oh. Uh, I was playing with a Zippo lighter thinking I was pretty cool. You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, social media wasn't what it is now, and so mm. it probably saved you from having a video posted on Facebook oh, or I'm on sure. YouTube, you know, becoming the viral sensation. Yeah. yeah. Well, between <laughs> that and that stupid video that me, Trevor, and Chris Buchanan made, <laughs> yes. like, thank God, like, oh, MySpace my was popular, and that was on a, like, camcorder. I, yes. I mean, I, at this point in my life, I'm, you know, I'm 32, I have two kids. There's not a lot that's going to embarrass me, but mm-hmm. I'm just happy that hasn't hit the internet <laughs> quite yet. Well, like, here's something <laughs> funny. So Ryan Russell, yeah. he, um, at one point I needed to get everything off of my computer because my computer was slowly like going away. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's just going to screen. Oh, okay. Saver. I was like, did it die? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. No, it's still recording. We're good. Okay, cool. Sorry. But anyway, um, so my computer was getting slower and slower. And so I was like, hey, Ryan, can you help me save all my stuff on an external hard drive? Yeah. He did. And anyway, then it was gone for a while. I don't know what happened. Like, he, you know, people move. Yeah. Packed it up. I didn't get it right away. Forgot about it. Mm -hmm. That was 2009. Okay. Okay. So fast forward (laughs) to this year hey a decade <laughs> yes exactly 10 years yeah so uh ryan i think it was ryan or shelly one of the two they uh, told me they said hey um i have your external hard drive from like a long time ago and it has a bunch of state fair pictures and i went <gasps> oh my gosh and so yeah so i i we plugged it in we got it all on my computer and i I have pictures from that video, you oh know, God. that was, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was just like pictures that we were taking while yeah. someone was recording. And I, I mean, oh my gosh, we were laughing so hard, not just at those, but just like at all the pictures we took and all the stupid stuff we did. And I'm like, thank God it's on MySpace and not oh, yeah. Facebook, you know, because that's we kind had- of died, you know, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we were all idiots, so we had no idea how to upload that stuff. Like, right. I had to, like, was the plug uploader. In the, yeah, you had to plug in the USB. I would scan things in. I yep. would scan in the pictures <laughs> and then upload. And I just would keep doing that. So that's why I have so many pictures because they're yeah. all not digital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they were disposable camera and, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, my gosh. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I should – you should look at them sometime. I'd be happy to. It, it. I mean, it, like, hit me – so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this person and yeah. I forgot about this person. And oh, yeah, we did do that. Mm, yeah. Good thing we weren't on Facebook. <laughs> no. Because Facebook, you needed a college email address and State Fair did not have college email no, addresses exactly, yeah. at the time. So I had a Facebook because I did dual credit at SMSU that That's became right. MSU. Um, and I had lost my SMS um, email address. But my best friend from high school, she gave me her old email address because yep. uh, she went to MSU and got a new one. Nice. And so I had <clears> one, but I was like, cool, why am I not on here? No one I know is on here. So I had it since 2006, early yeah. 2006, yeah. And then did not actually use it until I went to UCM and 
2000, late 2007. Nice. Yeah. I know. I got it. Mine says that I started in 2006 because it always says, like, member since this. Like, it's a fucking mm. credit card. And, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Platinum member. Exactly. You're old. <laughs> um, but So I got it in 2006, and I was like, but they didn't open it up. But I think when we were at State Fair, they must have opened it up to something. But mm. Or maybe they just got State Fair email addresses. And they might have, yeah, because yeah. I remember I got it. And I had it while we were at State Fair, mm -hmm. but we never used it yeah, because yeah. MySpace was the big thing at that point, right. and mm -hmm. Facebook hadn't opened it up to all users. Yeah, and so, so. we're like, well, we don't really care because you know, yeah. in high school we were using MySpace or yep. whatever. Actually, I didn't technically use MySpace until I started school at State Fair. I think that's how I was, too. I think I did, like, AOL Instant Messenger or something, like all the weird, <laughs> I, I weird didn't have AOL, craziness. For whatever reason, do you – I don't even know if you've like heard of this Bebo. No. Okay, nope. so that was a thing that I guess I found out about when I was in high school because Jesse yeah. Shelton and I. Oh know, yeah. Um, you know, we both had Bebo accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means or what it does. All the people trying to be the next big thing, they're like, right. we we'll call it Bebo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have that, and then uh, when I got to State Fair, like no one obviously had ever heard of Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we uh, ended up eventually getting MySpace. And then, again, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And then once people started interacting more, I was like, oh, That's I get the concept, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. MySpace, I, I don't really remember anything outside of you could have music as yeah. your on your profile when people came in, mm -hmm. which was always dumb. Right. It was like the song that I did that I liked six months ago was now annoying. <laughs> but the other thing was the top eight. Your friends? Yes, the top eight And friends. that was a huge deal. <laughs> yes. I just remember, I, I can't remember who I kicked off and put, like, my friend, uh, my friend JD, my mm -hmm. best friend, he, uh, he had gotten MySpace, and uh, I think he got it after I did, and when he got it, I added him, but that means you have to kick somebody off, because I right. was like, of course he's going to be number one. Right. And I put him on, <laughs> and the person called me, it's like... <laughs> So, uh, what, why am I not in your top eight? Like, I have no idea because they don't have nine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I finally just started telling people, like, you're not, it's not a negative. It's just that. Yeah. You're not as cool as the other eight people. <laughs> I'm sorry, you suck. Yeah, exactly. Ah. Hey, it's not my problem, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. You should try to be a better friend to me. You should suck up and you know. Exactly. Yeah, send me cookies. Me. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of cool yeah. shit. Yeah, I. When you think about when somebody says like you know, when, when somebody would say to me when I was younger like, "Well, you just haven't lived your life," yeah. and then you'd I'd get really mad. I was like, "Dude, I have a job. I do this. I do this. I pay taxes. What about me makes you think you shouldn't listen to me? I should just internally think about the fact that I cared so much about MySpace at the time. Exactly. Like, why the fuck did I care? There I, was no reason. I remember my my uh, number one and number two. I would switch it back and forth between Trevor and Jesse Shelton because in yep. high school, Jesse and I were really good friends. I mean, we're still friends. Yep. But anyway, one day, Jesse got really – he was like, <laughs> um, excuse me, why am I not your number one? I'm like, well, I, I mean, because – He's my boyfriend. Yeah. So and he's like, well, I should be here. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. So I switched it over and I was like, hey, Trevor, he's going to be uh, number one. He's like, 
okay. And so, <laughs> so like I would go through and like switch them back and forth every once in a while. I was like, okay, it's even, it's even guys. <laughs> it's like <laughs> divorced week, parents. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, well, this week you're my number one and then next week he'll be my number one. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I have to make everything fair guys. I don't, I'm trying to make everyone happy and I'm failing. Yeah. 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 yeah it's amazing to think about the stuff that you cared about back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was such a big deal. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. I um. So I was I, I was watching the weird transition, but I think you'll you'll get it. <laughs> I was watching the documentary. Have you seen the one? Um. It's called. I think it's called. I love you now. Die. About. Um, I have not seen it. Okay. You know what the one I'm talking about though with the the girl not. that was. <laughs> I it want was, to um, know. I don't know it. Though. I think his name was Conrad Roy, but he was the one that committed suicide, and it was the girl that kind of looks like Cara Delevingne or whatever her name is. But she was basically texting him saying, like, you know, you should just do it. Oh. And then she got sentenced to a year and a half in prison. Oh. And so I was watching that because I, you know, I don't know any of the story. I don't know the background of it. It's not mm. that important to my life. Right. And so but I was watching this documentary and it was really kind of weird because here I'm going to adjust my sun's not right in my eye. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've seen it. Slowly yeah, slowly coming down, down the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got like the right angle to where one thing's in the way. I just need to put something up there. But uh, but anyway, so it was really strange because you have all these adults, all these people that are, you know, I'm talking like adult adults, like okay. our age at minimum. Uh, okay. And um, Super adults. Yeah, super adults, <laughs> 32 plus. Yes. And they're all trying to get inside the mind of like 14-year-olds. Mm. And I'm watching this documentary, and I was like, God help me. If anybody ever goes back and tries to get into any of our brains at oh that point, because I was a freaking psychopath at the time, <laughs> like at 19, I was like, you know, I'm very I'm basically like a baby at that point. I think I, we all are, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing against my students at Safer. I think you all are wonderful <laughs> if you happen to listen to this. But. You know, that 18 to 20, 21 age yeah. is such a huge transition yeah. that, you know, your emotions and your brain are like all sorts out of whack and trying to readjust and find a new normal. Yeah. And I, I've seen it for years and mm -hmm. now I, like it. But then and I you've go lived back. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember I remember doing that. I remember thinking that. Yeah. I remember this and that, you know, and so it's just very interesting to to kind of piece those things together yeah well and it's it's you're you're most of the time like in our situation you're away from home for the first time uh -huh. your hormones are going absolutely insane yep and your brain's not fully developed even at 18 your brain's nope. not fully developed for another seven years that's correct which is more than a third of your lifetime <laughs> and <Woohoo! laughs> yeah and so <laughs> let's go to college and have independence yeah well, yeah, let's go to college. Let's have independence. And for some reason, you were like, you know what I want to do? I want to go back and deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I've had people ask me, like, you know, why? You know, because I, I want to teach college and, yeah. and theater and, and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm like, oh, why don't you just do it, like, at high school? I'm like, because I don't think I would do well with that age group. No. You know, I, I feel like I gel very well with this very specific age group yeah i don't want to go any earlier than that mm -hmm. i've never wanted to and no. you don't want someone who's not passionate about that age group to be teaching in that no. age group yeah so. well i think you're 
I mean, you're well suited to it too because you have the temperament to be able to put up. Like, <laughs> I'm a very patient person. You're a very patient person, <laughs> so I think like you have the ability to kind of look around and go like, okay, I know what's ridiculous. I know what I need to step in with and go. And I don't think there's I try. A, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you can yeah, do in any right, job. Right, right. But you know, with your with your particular temperament, I think that you'll you're very well suited to that because you can yeah. kind of look at things and say. I'm just not going to step in. Yeah. Just let this play out. I yeah, mean, I uh, used to say early on, was, hey, if you have any, you know, like if you're having issues like within the cast or something like that, mm-hmm. just come talk to me. I will be the blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I decided, <laughs> man, that really came with a lot <laughs> more than I yeah. intended and thought, well, that was stupid and you brought that on yourself. And so I stepped back and I'm like, hey. Only bring big things <laughs> to me. I'm big picture. Right, right. I'm big picture. You're like your squabbles, your yeah. this person doesn't like this person, and this person doesn't want to be around this person, and yeah, I don't care about that. But if it's something big, yeah. huge, yeah, okay, okay, bring it to me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll deal with it then. You know who really likes those little issues though is Tim. Go talk to Tim. Yes, Tim <laughs> Wells is all about that interpersonal kind of <laughs> relationships, and you know he's he's all about uh, helping yeah. people through that. So make sure you stop by Tim's yeah. Tim's office, yep, mm-hmm. especially if he's working on a big project and it's last mm-hmm. last two weeks before a show. Just yeah. make sure you go to Close him right the then. Door, put both of you in there, both cry. <laughs> The day I see Tim Wells cry, that's going to be a play <laughs> no, all on its own. No, he, he will never cry. He will <laughs> die before he cries. Oh, my God. I love that guy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gave me – I think the only C I had at State Fair was his class because I built a table that didn't work. And it was just like, if you can't even do that in this class. If like a table doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, it's not like a drawer. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you back, but Jesus, kid, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he yeah. had the best line that I've ever heard any teacher have. And it was because um, it was like, I've had kids ask me if they can, uh, if they can pay for a good grade. And I tell them the same thing. <laughs> it's like, I can be bought. But I'm not cheap. <laughs> he still says it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've used that line so many times that I should probably pay him royalties for it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he got it from someone else. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, no, he actually, speaking of, like, the only C he got at State Fair, uh, there's a student um, who just graduated, and she's, like, an A. Yeah. Like, across the board. Got a B. Guess who gave it to him? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Alex 2.0, deal with it. <laughs> Next in the long lineage. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, but I mean, he was like, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, this class is different than this class I teach. And, uh, you know, these students still had this mindset from this class and did yeah. not, you know. And yeah. yeah. So That's I just, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's. It is what it is. It's not going to ruin no, the life. Not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Especially when everything else 
is perfect. A's, 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 A's. Yeah. yeah. She'll yeah. go to her next step and be like, well, that just must have been a jerk teacher. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Tim Wells? Well, I'm not fucking with that guy. <laughs> I, I, no, no, that guy means business. <laughs> I think we'll, Tim will be very honored by how much we are talking about him. I love him. Me too. I always cracked up because I, I told this uh, on the uh, when Eric came on. Mm. I was talking to him about it. It was like, I've never, like, if... Tim saw like the work that I did post state fair and like all the houses that I fixed up and all the work that I've done. He probably would appreciate it, but also there would be a part of him that was like, I'm going to mark this address down. I'm never buying that fucking house. (laughs) Like that looks really good, but I also knew him back in the day. There's no way. (laughs) I think I'll pass a hard pass. It's like Tim, but I did this. It's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember I told, and I think I said this on the Eric podcast too. I told him, I was like, came back to one of the shows and I was like, you want me to get in there with the drill? And he was like, I'll take the drill from you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we don't want you in there. It's fine. Hey, yeah. do you want the broom? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you want the, what is it? The, I can't remember what it's called, but the, the metal or the, um, oh, the, the magnet. magnet. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone wants to use that. You know, yeah. He wouldn't trust right. me with that either. Yeah. Be like, no, 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 no. You're, you're good. You well, just. I've seen people he's trusted with the magnet. I think. Would be fine with that one. <laughs> oh man. People Those... fight over the magnet. Like it's a big deal. Seriously. Oh my god. It's a status yeah. symbol. Well, they are like, <gasps> I just get to pick up things with a stick. I don't have to oh my get god. down. I don't have to bend down and screw anything out. I don't have to carry <laughs> anything. I just get a magnet stick and pick things up like a metal detector. Like, I mean, they love it. So that yeah. might be the only tool he would trust me with even today. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. So what, um, Eric told me some of the stuff that you're, um, that's coming up. But what mm-hmm. is, what are you doing at State Fair this year? <coughs> Excuse me. So I am directing the October show. Okay. And it's called Mr. Burns, a post-electric play by Ann Washburn. And it is... I, I keep saying I am terrified to do it, but <laughs> I'm also super excited. Like, I chose it. No one made me do it. Right. Um, but it's just going to be a really big challenge. So it's a three-act play, which isn't – it's not like the three-act plays of, like, the 1940s, like, mm. <laughs> you know, yep. 20s. It's not, like, that long, but it's a modern – it was, like, written in 2012 or something, so it's yep. pretty new. Um, but it's three acts. And the first act is uh, kind of sets up the world. It is a uh, near future, post air quotes, post apocalyptic, <laughs> uh, because the nuclear power plants of the world have somehow blown up. All this radiation is all in the air. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people, you just know a bunch of people have died, yep. uh, either from the radiation or from people going insane and like killing people to get food or shelter or money or whatever um so all that's going on in the background and it's wiped out all electricity it's never fully explained suspension of disbelief yep so (laughs) (laughs) no electricity so the first act is uh this group of people and they're recounting a specific episode of the simpsons it is Cape Fear. Do you have? Are you familiar with? I, I know the episode. Okay. Yep. So yeah, the one where uh, Kelsey Grammer or Sideshow Bob sings HMS Pinafore, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's that episode that they're trying to recount because really they're not doing anything. They're just sitting around a fire, telling stories, trying to, you know, 
fill the time. Yep. And so there's always, in the first and second act, there's always this, this uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, the sense of fear and, and scary unknown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's not just people telling stories. It's like that, but also kind of afraid for your life yeah. sort of thing. So <clears throat> that's generally the first act. The second act is seven years later with these same exact people, but now they've created a theater company <laughs> that uh, puts together episode like they perform episodes of the simpsons as best they can remember them that's awesome and that is how they survive that is how they you know get food and shelter and all this stuff so they are also competing against other theater companies who are doing simpsons episodes who are doing shakespeare who are doing xyz you know you just assume that maybe there's other tv shows that people really latched on to maybe like the friends or something like Mm -hmm. that um he just called it the friends the Facebook. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? I'll own it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Do, <laughs> that's do it. Fine. I do too. Yeah, cool. I catch myself saying shit on this all the time where I'm like, oh ah, God. yeah. And that's not and being edited out. Cool. Okay, you know, I just got to <laughs> own it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, if you... If you've listened to as many episodes of this as you've heard, you've probably been like, this guy can't speak English no, sometimes. Honestly, <laughs> it made me think, oh, thank God. Okay. I am going to be okay. Because I yep. was terrified coming on here that I was just going to be like a bumbling idiot. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to say, you know. And yep. so I was listening. I was like, okay. So this is a bit more relaxed than, like, I don't know. I always make things out to be bigger than they actually probably are. And so yep. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awful. I hope I speak well. And then I'm like, eh, okay. So, okay. So there's banter. It's it's relaxed. It's cool. It's oh, fine. 100%. I got this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, yeah. So that's the second act. And so there's, um, um, I won't kind of give away some of that stuff but that's generally um they're rehearsing gotcha. this and they also rehearse commercials nice. uh, which is kind of cool uh, it's i will say this in the uh description in the front of the play and washburn the playwright she's writing and kind of telling uh the director of the people about this world <laughs> and then she says the commercials think of them as reality porn and i was like hmm. oh Okay. Yeah. And then, but she goes, but you know, really, what this is about? The commercials are almost more important than the Simpsons episode because it's helping people remember what used to be that oh. they will never have again. And so, really, yep. it's relishing and imagining this pleasure of what reality used to be. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we get yeah. to see commercials. Yeah. And it was like talking about Diet Coke. Remember what a hot bath used to feel like? You know, like yeah. things like that. That it's like. Oh, okay, because at first it's like, why are there commercials? And then you think about it, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yep. You know, so there's that. And then the third act is 75 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Same actors, completely different characters. Like the people who played in the first two acts, like Matt, is not existent in the third act. It's a completely new group of people, mm-hmm. same actors. Um, and they have in this story uh, from Fire telling stories to rough theater company has now evolved into this highly polished piece of musical theater <laughs> about the Simpsons Cape Fear episode. <laughs> and, and so you're seeing in each one how the stories and the details have kind of changed across the way and how it adapts um, to how it adapts to their current situation yeah. reflecting on it. And so really it's, if you think very simply it is a very long game of telephone, yeah. you know, how yeah. things are changing across the way. So I say that anyone who is a fan of the Simpsons 
will probably be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. But also, like me, who likes things to be correct, as I'm reading through it, I'm like, oh, that's not right. That's not <laughs> – Sideshow Pop didn't do that. <laughs> you, know? So, like, I, you know, so I do things like that. But I'm like, no, it's supposed to be that way. So yeah. anyway, so if you get irritated by that, oh, sorry. It's part of the script. Yeah. And then um, – And also grow a pair because that's what theater is. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then the second part, if you like kind of post-apocalyptic kind of yeah. lore and stories – uh, that I think that would also be of interest to you. And then if you just really like storytelling and just theater in general, mm-hmm. it's something completely different that I haven't really seen before in yeah. a show. And I just think it's a really cool script. That's it's, awesome. Again, it's terrifying. The third act is a full musical. There's not a spoken line in the entire <laughs> third act. And I am – You're going excited. Hamilton on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes, but it is not um, – it, it, it's going to be very exciting. I'm super, super stoked to go. Um, be more chill that we direct it or we – pocket um be more chill that i directed in um april actually is held for consideration at the candy center uh festival uh so we i mean we don't we don't find out until december 15th so it's kind of a long wait yeah then we have a month to kind of hey here it is um but that's being held for consideration which means we may be chosen to take our entire production to the festival the regional festival so super super Whoa. excited about that but also means that i have a very full fall yeah yeah because yeah, you know we, i mean we are freshmen and sophomores at a community college not saying that community college is less than anything but mm. we have freshmen and sophomores in the middle of missouri that are extremely talented um but are still raw you know yeah. and so so we have to uh, look at kind of maybe doing some every other week rehearsals for a bit just to, again just to kind of get in your head and then some people have graduated and moved on so then you know hey we'll have someone else kind of come in and yeah and take that spot and then we have to work them into the show um, you know and again not focusing like we're gonna go you know <laughs> and then being disappointed if we don't like I mean really and what I'm gonna tell them is like just think of this as just a big party because we all honestly we all loved the show so much yep. that we were really sad to see it go it was the most heartbroken i've been for a show to be over i was very relieved yeah i had my life back got to see my son and my husband more. <laughs> but uh but, but i mean it just it's it just i don't know there was just something about the show and that group of of students that just really resonated with me and so part of me is just really excited just to revisit that again yeah. with them. And so that's exciting. So we're going to have to work with that. And then plus I'm a navigator, which is an academic advisor. But mm-hmm. we do, like, we have to have knowledge in, like, financial aid and admissions and <sighs> this pocket and this pocket. Not a lot, like, but just, like, enough to answer basic questions yeah. and then send you over here if you are wanting more information. Yeah. Or man, this financial aid issue is really out of my wheelhouse. Go talk to Go them. talk to <laughs> I can connect Tim. you. Go talk to Tim. Man, he's going to get so, so many questions. He's like, where is this coming from? <laughs> out of nowhere. Why are people asking yeah. me financial aid questions? They've never done this. And I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. Oh, Blame Alex. Yeah. Like, no, he's not sitting right here. You get to answer. <laughs> Bye. 
I have I, a student appointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I do think that we, and I don't know, you know, I was kind of talking to Eric about this a little bit, and I, I do think that we had a pretty, a very interesting group, but a very kind of once-in-a-lifetime group that went through oh, yeah. and we did. We really did. Be- yeah, because we, we were tight-knit. We were always together. I made sure to, like, keep everybody steady. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. I was, no, 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 no. Everyone out there, no. <laughs> no, it's not true at all. He was awful. No, but I mean, like, weren't w- that awful. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I felt like it. But we, I mean, our group was tight-knit. We were together. You know, when we were in a show, there was always some type of drama. I do yeah. want to say I didn't... I wasn't responsible for all of it. No, no, absolutely not. You were not. You absolutely were not. But, but I mean, we always had something. But the one thing that I loved about our group was when it came time to rehearse, that was what we were doing. Oh, yeah. And there was no question about it. Mm. And And the outliers that would try to not make it like that. They were gone pretty quick. They were either gone or they learned very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I'm glad he's not here because this would probably sound like I was trying to call him out, and I'm not at all. It's actually to me a compliment more than anything. But obviously, in the situation, I have to be. You have to be a little bit um, more in the know. But I do think we were also blessed with Tim and Eric, and I think Eric was kind of he was directed more of the shows at the time. But yeah, he always directs two. Yeah, Tim directs one, and then there's a guest director. guest director. Yep. So. I think one of the things that Eric was so good at was when he was casting, mm-hmm. it seemed like he kind of knew. He knew the show well enough. He knew the situation well enough where he could cast people in the right scenario. He could put people in the right place to know there's going to be something because it's a show. Mm-hmm. And you're asking, you know, 18 and 19-year-olds to open up their emotions. Like, there's always going to yeah. be some shit that goes down. And ones that always take classes together and hang out together afterwards and also rehearsing together, and they're never really apart. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if we can blend this in, I think we're going to be good. And there were a couple of scenarios, and we talked about it here, but, you know, the one specific show where the individual was kicked out that I got to be yep. that role. Yep. You know, obviously stuff like that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, I don't think he would ever say, and I don't think anybody in that show would ever say that he cast it incorrectly. I think he cast it perfectly. I think, yeah. I think the individual pushed himself out. And I think we all knew going into that, like, not rehearsal, but that uh, audition. We're like, yeah, well, he's probably going to get that. I mean, you know, just assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Anybody who knew the show and then read the script, which we all did, yeah. is like, oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, who else are we going to cast in places? You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, that one's already done. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. We're good. But, I mean, but that was a, to me, that was a masterstroke because when you talk about a show, like, that's, I, I couldn't get out of that character for six months. And I remember Tim basically told me, like, you're not going to be in Brighton Beach Memoirs in this position, which we thought you would cast in, mm-hmm. because Tommy Waller. Yeah. He does. I don't have to break a character away from him. He can just do it. And I remember in auditions, you still had the. I voice. still had Scapino, yeah. And I, I remember uh, them saying that, and you were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like you didn't even realize." Yeah. And the thing was, we didn't really even realize because we we're so used to hearing. Yeah. It, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I remember. You were kind of still doing that, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it was so ingrained and it was not just the voice but it was also movements because it was yeah. such a highly stylized piece yeah i was gonna say i kicked my leg out at yeah. one point and mm-hmm. i remember like what are you doing <laughs> 
Like, That's not Neil Simon. No, not in any way, shape, or form is that Neil Simon. Eh, you know, Commedia. But, <laughs> but I mean, but to me, again, like that is that's the part of being a director that I respect so much. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, and especially in a small community college with 18, 19 year olds that are most of the time very raw, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you have to know how to cast something. And Tim in that and Eric in Scapino and I mean, mm-hmm. all the other shows that they did, it's oh like yeah. they I can't I honestly can't look back and say that they miscast anybody in any show. No. And and the the thing that I think is really cool is um you know going to school there mm-hmm. and coming back to work and yeah. working with them because obviously you learn and pick up things from each director, you know, high school, college, yeah. professional whatever. Um and things that you're like, "Man, I really want to do that." And yeah. then other things you're like, I will never do that, <laughs> or I sure hope I won't do that. You know, and I mean, there's always some sort of mix, and every director, no, how, m- no matter how wonderful they are, there's always something that you're not going to take. No matter how awful a director was, there's always something that you're going to take away that, like, you know what, that was positive. Yeah. So, you know, so, but I, and the kids, the kids, I'm so old, <laughs> the kids, man, <laughs> I go uphill both ways. <laughs> but no, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll own it. So the kids uh, have told me that they tell the incoming students, okay, so there's like Eric and Tim and there's Kristen. And Kristen's like the mix of like Eric and Tim. She's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're like, so Tim, he's, you know, pretty straightforward. He's this, he's that. And then Eric, you know, he's, he, he's very passionate, but he's a little – Ah, you know, a little wonky. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, his, his attention kind of goes here to here. Tim's like very focused, and then Kristen's like in the middle. Like she will kind of do all these things, but she will make sure that we are out on time and you know, blah 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 blah. You yeah. know, and so I'm like, well, thanks. I take that as a compliment Absolutely. because I, because I mean, those are two of the directors that I really pulled a good portion. I mean, and that they they were our foundation. Yeah, you know, like when I went to UCM, you know, I I learned from them too. Uh, but I was in more shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I take that back. Actually, I was only in one Eric show, one Tim show, one Mike Beam show, and one Dina Ferris Peltz show. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 Stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, technically, I was only in one show a piece from them, but I, I did, like, soundboard, run crew, worked in the shops, that sort of thing. So I was still around them more, I felt, yep. than I was at UCM. And definitely, like, UMKC, I didn't act, perform. You know, I did more of the academic side uh, of Was stuff. UMKC your master's program? Uh, or One of them, yes. One of them, okay. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, I... <laughs> I'm insane to have a lot of student debt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, the guy that I just had on here, he's got two masters and working on his doctorate. So I was listening to that one on the way here. Yeah, yeah. Corey's one of my favorite people in the world. I <laughs> was thinking about this. I thought, I want you and him to have a podcast that's just you and him. Like in I keep week. telling him. Okay, Corey, <laughs> if you're listening and you care about the opinion of a random person, um, you should totally have a podcast with Alex and just have like a subject in history or just a, you know, a, a topical thing, whatever. I was just like, I, I you know, going off on side tangents. Yeah. Hey, oh, you're good, you're good. Well, you're it's good. not really a This tangent. is what it's, it's for. It's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I... 
I found because I rec- I just very recently got into podcasts, like mm, less than a year ago. Yeah. Um, because I got this plug-in thing to my car that's a Bluetooth thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I not do this earlier? Because my CD player does not work. Hey. And I still have <laughs> CDs, guys. <laughs> uh, but but it wouldn't work, and so I would just listen to the radio, but I was getting bored with that, so I'd start listening to things on my phone. But yep. then I would, like, have it up, like, as I'm driving with it near my ear, and I'm like, well, this is making my arm tired. So then it's like, oh, headphones, and I put those in, and I was like, you know what, this probably isn't very safe. You know, and so I yep. was, like, going through all these things, and I finally took me way too long to get that. But anyway, so once I started doing that, I started listening. I got it. Spotify has, like, rocked my world yeah um and i'm listening to music that i've never listened to before and i think it's awesome so anyway from there i also started listening to podcasts and i was like i don't know what to listen to so i just typed in theater because i was like i don't know what else i'm interested (laughs) in And, and so then i started listening to some theater podcasts and um and then i started listening to um like branching out but what i learned very quickly was i can't stand to listen to some people talk i can't yeah i'm like oh you know and something and there's a a certain podcast i'm like man i would love to listen to this Mm -hmm. but i cannot stand the host's voice i can't do it it's too i don't know there's something about it and so i'm the same way with um revisionist history okay yep i love it Mm -hmm. i love the subject matter and i really do i've read malcolm gladwell's books i've read outliers probably three times now i love that guy's mind i cannot stand to listen to oh man see that just ruins it but no but i I remember the first one i listened to of yours was uh you and eric obviously oh of course because i I, i'd seen you post them i was like oh i need to listen to that you know but then i just never like quite i was like oh i'm gonna finish this one first before i get over here so anyone when eric's went up i was like okay i gotta listen to it and and i found myself like in my car like commenting or like <laughs> laughing and then you guys would say the next thing that that i had just said in my car mm. and i was like this is like a conversation i just <laughs> want to be a part of this in real life you know so yeah uh, it was just i i just found it very easy to listen to and i was like this is what needs to happen so anyway yeah. You're very easy to listen to. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's. I, and, I think I've become guests. a little bit yeah. of, of a different person, uh, which you should do mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. But yeah, with with Eric, <laughs> it was so easy, and I remember. Oh, I think I, I can't remember if I was recording at that point, or if it was a conversation that we had right before we went on. But he was like, when you asked me, I was a little worried because I was like, I don't know about this. It's like, and then I listened to one, and I was like, "Ooh, he cusses." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> he the did whole." Say that on yeah, the podcast, <laughs> okay. Because <yes. laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's the whole point of this. Is it's a it's a long form conversation yeah. where you can be yourself." And I think mm-hmm. that's it's it's kind of lost in the world right now I because agree. I don't like the the first podcast that I and I don't even know actually I do know how I got um, turned on to it. It was because he had a certain guest on, okay. uh, but it was Joe Rogan's podcast, which okay. is like the number one most downloaded. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard of him. I yeah, he's the Fear Factor guy, stand-up comic. Yeah, that's the yep. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I was like, I know that name. Yeah. I don't know who it is. Okay. But yeah, he's uh, he's, I mean, he's done stand-up comedy since like the late '80s. He's been on. He obviously did Fear Factor twice. Um, he has all kinds of stand-up specials, and then he does just he's kind of a renaissance man mm-hmm. but he started a podcast back when nobody knew what the fuck that was <laughs> right and so he's just kind of kept doing it and now he's like on his 13 or 1400th episode holy crap oh yeah and they're all but i was listening to him and i started um i started a podcast called the retired millennial 
but it was 20 minutes of me talking and I got like three episodes deep and I was like, cancel. I can't stand this. <laughs> this is like, listen, first of all, when you first hear yourself on this, I'm oh sure you do it. You're like, oh God, that's what I sound like. I'm so terrified <laughs> to listen to this. Okay. Yes. But, but when sure. you, but when you do that, it was like one of those, like, I'm just listening to it. I hate it. And I ended it. But I was like, one thing I do appreciate is this, is the fact that I can get a microphone a program on my computer and I can basically edit it or not edit it. Right. And it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. this makes me really happy. I really like this. Mm-hmm. So I, um, it's like, I know I'm going to come back to podcasting, but I want to figure it out. Then I got on his and then, uh, my wife recommended Dax Shepard's podcast, which he actually just started like this past year. Oh, cool. So he does that. And same like thing. Convers- yeah. He's a good yeah. dude, but he, uh, he did the same kind of thing. He just had, you know, he has guests. It's called, uh, it's like armchair expert or something mm-hmm. like that and again it's just conversation long form sitting back talking mm-hmm. and i was like you know what even if like the plan has never been let's make this a career the plan has always right. been what an amazing excuse to one get together with people that i haven't seen forever absolutely case in point exactly <laughs> well like you eric i mean even mm-hmm. like with Corey, i see Corey every once in like we see each other a few times a year but i never mm-hmm. get the opportunity to sit down with them Right. And talk for three hours. But if I have a podcast and it's like, this is the easiest thing in the world. Right. And the true case in point about why I started this initially was my first episode was Bob Kendrick. And I always bring this up, but he was the president of the Negro League Baseball Museum. <laughs> if I called up Bob Kendrick and was like, hey, you want to come to my basement and have a conversation? <laughs> Be like, yeah, as soon as I call the cops. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Some, some surveillance out there. Yeah. And yeah. But I called him up and was like, hey, man, I'm starting a I'm starting a podcast. I have a few people lined up, which he was my fourth. He was supposed to be my fourth uh-huh. episode. And okay. he ended up being my first because of a snowstorm. What a strong first episode. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was so enthralled. I was like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I love learning. Obviously, that's why I'm at a college. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I just love that experience. But I thought... Uh, I was listening to him, and I was just like, oh, my God. He was amazing. You know, and he was just, like, so, like, thorough and well-spoken, and it was very easy. Again, very easy to listen to. It was a very – honestly, it's a very good first podcast for you because I always start things chronologically. I have to go in order because I'm – not diagnosed but i feel like i'm low-key ocd like i have to do these things in order and so i was like well okay we'll see how this goes and i was like this is so awesome yeah i like got to sit down because i i obviously i listened to it on my drive to sit of course yeah (laughs) and so i was like man i've learned so much can't wait to get home and tell nick about this because you know he's obviously a huge baseball fan and royals and everything yeah so i was like talking to him about different stuff i was like oh did you know this this?" (laughs) (laughs) it's like where did my wife go? Right. right. <laughs> I was like, all right, I didn't know that you're so into you know, baseball history. I'm like, well, I mean, I can be. Yeah. Well, with each episode, and I notice, like, I go back and listen to these a few times a piece because I, I always catch myself, like, I'm talking too much. I'm not doing the right thing. Just, like, it's yeah. self-teaching. You're, you know, you're right. trying to do the right thing, and you're just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Would you please? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But with him – He's one of the best interviews because I would just ask him a question like, so what was 1920 like? Well, 1920, and he'd just go. And it was amazing. He was a great interview. He was a great guy. I mean, he was ridiculously kind. Like, I talk about him a lot because Mm -hmm. it's like, if you're in any way, shape, or form trying to help somebody out, be like Bob Kendrick. (laughs) He was was so good. That's awesome. Well, I feel like part of it for for me, because you're like, oh, I talk too much. I think part of it is 
we haven't seen you in a while. So yeah. we want to know about you uh, as much as you want to know about us. So, yeah. you know, so some of these things I'm just listening like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I always try to whenever I do my intros, I always try to really like kind of hit on. Hey, and just FYI, here's some of the like with Eric's because at the end and I yeah. say that in the very in the intro, mm -hmm. you know, I basically said like, hey, we're good friends. We hit on some conversations you might not be comfortable with. Here's pretty mm -hmm. much what it happens. Let me know. Right. My buddy Brian, who's now been on the podcast twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't listened to the second one. I listened to the first one. Yep. So Brian came on the podcast and he was like, so all I wanted, like, he's like, it was probably the best marketing <laughs> that you've ever done because I, all I wanted to do was get to the last 30 minutes of that podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I need to think about that a little oh, bit yes, more that's thoroughly. Right. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it has been really nice. And like you said, you know, with Corey, it's like, and you discover, you know, when you are able to talk with somebody and have those conversations, it's really cool. It is. Oh my yeah. gosh. But Corey's amazing because like, I could literally be like, so what's the history of fish? Be like, well, let's talk about, it. and somehow he'd go three hours and make it interesting. Right, right. I was gonna say, like, he, he has a really cool way of breaking things down to where, like, because I, I feel like I'm not as knowledgeable about a lot of stuff as I probably should be, just as a 32 year old adult, <laughs> you know. And so I'm like, oh man, I really didn't pay much attention to that part. Oh, I didn't even know that that happened. Well, I feel dumb, you know. But then I'm like, okay. All right, I think I got the key points. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, oh, you 100%. Know. yeah, yeah. Yeah the the second podcast started with me sending him a message like, "You want to come back on?" And he's <laughs> it's summer for him, and he teaches right. at uh, Barstow. He was like, "Yeah, definitely." What uh, what do you want to cover now? And I was like, dude, you're a history major. Here's five <laughs> things that I thought off the top of my head. Right. And the first one was like, convince me that Thomas Jefferson's not a complete asshole. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, oh, I got you there. Because he'd made a Facebook post with the Jefferson Memorial that he went to in Washington, okay. D.C. And I said, I think I can't remember if I sent him a message or I commented on it. It was like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> he's like, no, he's awesome. So we went back and forth about that. And then I said something to the effect of, we have no idea what, like the history of the East is like, mm -hmm. let's talk about some key moments. And as yeah. soon as he got on the podcast, I was like, which by the way is the like most Western douchiest thing I could have said, <laughs> like 5,000 years of history. Let's hit on some key points. It's just fine. Just some key, like, yeah. you know, one-liners. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are no transgressions on our side of the aisle. I'm sure it's Absolutely. just all them. It's fine. <laughs> like, oh my God. As soon as I got him on the podcast and I started thinking, I went through the list. I was like, that was a terrible thing to say. Yeah. But I mean, but, but at you least you're 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 um, you're aware of it and can like <laughs> reflect on that because I mean I feel like I do a lot of those kinds of things too. I say things I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. okay, well that <laughs> came from a place of very obvious bias and yeah. I recognize it. So hopefully it's like semi, you know, um, rectifiable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like I don't know. Yeah, no, and there I think there are a lot of times where you just kind of have to realize like, okay, I do have bias in that, mm -hmm. and you know, I don't think you have to get you know you when you want right all the time. right exactly yeah. i don't think you need to get into the weeds like I, I think we're so used to seeing the news cycle be you're either bad or good right that you can't admit when you might not be correct mm -hmm. but it's a positive thing to say that so you can right. move forward mm -hmm. so i think that's uh that's, that's definitely something that we should be working on quite a bit yes yes <laughs> I, and i feel like i'm very much on the side of you know if i'm wrong just you know don't be a douche about it but yeah. like but you know like hey actually this is kind of how i think about it you know what you're right yep you, you know okay yeah, yeah i i wasn't thinking about that there we go okay i'll do that you know and so i feel like that's something that i want that i try to instill in like the theater kids my students things yep. like that like 
it's okay to be wrong because no one's right 100% of the time, but it's your willingness to uh, take whatever factual mm-hmm. <laughs> information <laughs> um, or at least an opinion that you think is fairly sound and at least think about it. You yeah. know, it doesn't have, you don't have to agree with it. No one, ha- you don't have to agree with anyone, but taking the moment to realize that, hey, this is a human being yeah. that has an opinion that had a very certain history and backstory um, that you don't know about. Right. You know, so they are coming from a completely different place than you, and that's okay. You know, is what they're thinking right? Maybe. Is what they're mm-hmm. thinking wrong? Maybe. Probably in the middle? Yeah. yeah. And have the <laughs> yeah. conversation. I mean, yeah. don't, don't push somebody is. away. Yeah. yeah. And how, when you um, – I mean, State Fair is a very different environment compared mm-hmm. to most, like, com- even community colleges. Yes. Because you have so many people that actually stay on campus. You have people that are traveling, but they're traveling yeah. from quite a distance to get there. Yeah. Um, and you have people of all different age brackets. I mean, I was oh, kind of yeah. joking about it, like, the State Fair Community College, sometimes your, you know, associate's degree takes seven years, but... Yeah, sometimes you try to get a doctorate. Exactly. At State Fair it's State Fair. Yeah. They just don't <laughs> offer it, but you, get, you right, got it. Right, you got but, it. But, I mean, it, it is interesting to me, too, because trying to describe that community college is very difficult because it's in such a such a middle ground between university and community college because it's not community colleges you normally think about where you just drive up there get your credits drive home and that's where you stay for two years Mm -hmm. and it's not a university setting where you've got you know frat houses and 50 different buildings and that kind of thing it's this weird middle ground yeah so how has that you know this you know we're i think whenever i think what you were saying you know hey, man, you're wrong. <laughs> what you need to learn is this. Yeah. It's like that's virtue signaling. But right. when Oh, that's a good term. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to use that. I did not make it up. Okay. But, uh, it doesn't matter. If <laughs> it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> like, did you know that chickens are humans? Like, no, they're not. But I agree that their life is valuable too. It's right, fine. right. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but, um, but how has that kind of weird political culture penetrated state fair at all? I mean, more than normal? Because, I mean – my alma mater at this point is Mizzou, and mm-hmm. we were on the national stage right, a few years ago about that. it. Yeah, um, I don't know. State Fair, it, it is it is very unique. I mean, we're obviously in the middle of Missouri, yep. so we um, tend to have leanings towards the conservative side yeah. of things on uh, a lot of areas. Um, but there is also a good amount of I don't know if the right term is liberalism, but you mm-hmm. know we do also have a good amount of liberal leanings too. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I mean, when we're looking at seasons like our season, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we have to look at well, we don't want to do crazy, weird, dark, avant garde, right. cursing, killing babies kind of yeah equus and rent are not going to be on the (laughs) state Uh, probably probably (laughs) not very soon even though you know neither one of those are about killing babies right (laughs) but but, you know but those don't have to be there because there's so much dramatic literature that is very good that also doesn't have to be extreme yeah um and so i think it's it's finding that middle ground there and not just doing Oh, we're doing another farce. Mm-hmm. We're doing another, you oh. know, standard drama. You know, so we're I doing mean, the foreigner I think for the fifth time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great show. No, but, yeah. But there's so many new plays coming out um, that have 
you know, great value that you're not giving and, and not that, I mean, I think Neil Simon is wonderful. I think he's yeah. one of my favorite playwrights. Uh, and I think that people give him, um, in the theater world, especially kind of put him down a lot because, Oh, he's popular commercial theater. Well, yeah, he found something that worked and it's also funny and it's good, yeah. but just because people like it doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. That Lisa, that Lisa Simpson meme that says, you know, just because yeah, exactly. that's, that's exactly what I think. I, yeah. I cannot, that's a pet peeve of mine. Cannot yeah. stand that. I'm like, just yeah. like what you like and yeah. it's okay. If someone else doesn't let it go. Think about things that yeah. are more important. Anyway, so um, I don't even remember where I was now. <laughs> there was uh, just somebody <laughs> that you and I both know uh, that popped into my mind when you said that. You know I better than I, I do. I, yeah. I probably yeah. know you. <laughs> 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 it's like, ah, yes. I know the person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but, but I think that Neil Simon is awesome. But at the same time, on the flip side, we I don't think we need to do Neil Simon not and I don't want to say like anymore because okay, of course you're whatever gonna, yeah uh, but I don't think we need to do him as often as we do and the same thing with like you know like I think Tennessee Williams is fantastic and incredible mm. I think that Arthur Miller is great but there are so many contemporary playwrights that need the money mm -hmm. that have really great pieces of literature out there that we don't do we don't need to do lazy theater yeah, yeah yeah exactly like i mean i understand that certain things are crowd pleasers and i and i completely support doing uh like a classic piece and i i think having a very well-rounded season is very essential because you're serving not only the community by giving a variety but you're also serving the students by giving them a good idea of what's out there because mm -hmm. yeah when you do professional summer theater yeah you're probably going to do some of the classic stuff so you need to have a good idea of that repertoire but you also need to have a good idea of new playwrights out there. And if you like a certain playwright, like, wow, this play was really cool, go research other plays that that person has written, you know. Yeah. And, and so I, I think kind of mixing that in more is really nice. Um, but Does anyway. Just yeah. out of curiosity yeah. on the on the like the actual business of the theater, yeah. um, do you think part of that has to do – because uh, State Fair normally does four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one's a children's show. One's yeah. a children's mm -hmm. show, which is always awesome. Yes. But so if you're thinking three main plays, mm -hmm. like three true plays or musicals, right? You have two that are a little, you know, they can be something that's dramatic. They can be something basically that's just off, off from what you would normally go to see. Mm -hmm. Do you think the? And again, this is more just coming off, like just thinking about mm -hmm. this, but. Does one need to be a crowd pleaser to get butts in the seats? Sometimes. Yes I, and I, no. I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like like the formula, like you have to do this every year, otherwise right. it's not going to work. Uh, but, there, you know, there are years when it's like, you know what, it feels like we should probably do a big crowd pleaser. Yeah. Uh, I think we kind of need to do that for our audience and maybe kind of get our audience base um, going again, maybe in areas that maybe we've neglected a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, obviously you can't please everyone. Like for example, be more chill is a musical. So it's going to please the musical theater fans, right? but it's probably not going to please the, uh, 60 year and up generation and yeah. probably even honestly like 50 years and up 45. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it is a musical that specifically, uh, it's specific demographic is uh, like 
I would say millennial because we're like on like right. the edge of the millennial, yeah. but also Gen, uh, what is it, Gen Z or yeah. whatever they call the it. The one after us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's it because I think millennials and Gen Ys are the same. Yeah. And then Gen X before us. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's like millennial down because I mean, I'm like, I enjoy it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I assume the other people my age will probably, um, you know, but us and then down, like it's aimed more towards that demographic yeah so uh one thing ron winnegar went to go see the mm-hmm. show and one thing that I, I and i just found this to be a huge compliment uh he said i absolutely loved it i hated the show i had the script he was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he said i hated but he was like i didn't like the script Mm-mm. but it was a really well put together show it was very fun yeah. the music was very catchy and it was a very high quality production nice but it, but i thought and i i told him i said thank you i go that i really appreciate that you were able to break apart y- yeah you know those things because just because you don't like the script of something doesn't mean that it's not a good show right you know and i i mean and not that i thought that ron winnegar wouldn't say that because of <laughs> course he would. he's uh, you know he's super you know incredibly smart and wonderful and a wonderful human being so yeah. like of course you know he's going to say something awesome like that but it just felt really good but like that show is not going to appease an older crowd so mm-hmm. you know maybe since we did that we should balance it out with you know like uh, last year we did dracula tim did dracula mm-hmm. so that appealed to a vast variety because you know older you know the older demographic mm-hmm. loves dracula like who does younger you know everyone loves Dracula. Yeah. not everyone <laughs> but you know but anyone um you know familiar with that lore and it's like oh that's kind of cool and that was a really cool show like tim yeah. did an incredible job uh with that show and so really when when we're looking at putting together a season we try to balance you know are we kind of serving generally you know each demographic that we need to uh because i don't think that it's fair to not do anything quote-unquote offensive right because if you don't do anything like if you do if you don't do anything that has any language kitties yeah puppies and rainbows cool that's not always very exciting um you know you don't want to just do comedies because you know people don't just enjoy comedies people Mm -hmm. enjoy you know gravity and and theater and and you know so but some people just like comedies you know and so that's why like when we're looking at seasons you know maybe we look at all of like the genres and then maybe different graphics, but then we are also looking at um, uh, cast size and yeah. how many people, because we rotate out usually every yeah. year we have some people going in and out. Uh, so we're looking at it and we're ki- we have to do a little bit of a prediction and like, hey, who do we know that we have coming in or who do we have a really good idea that is coming in? Because uh, if we're going to have a really female heavy group of students mm-hmm. we're not gonna do 12 angry men <laughs> yeah they're gonna do <laughs> <Yeah>. steel magnolias <laughs> yeah. no we won't nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, i think tib and eric would roll over and die before we did <laughs> 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 which you know on i can i will be honest i've actually never seen nor read the script movie whatever yeah. so i mean i've read I the script i haven't done the others i i just i They'd just freak know out <laughs> <laughs> i know what it's about and i know that their their <laughs> thoughts on those but but yeah so it, so we're looking for so <laughs> yeah, exactly so for example uh this year we're doing spam a lot eric talked about spam a lot you yeah know, it's a very male heavy and we have a good amount of um men or i don't know 
Yeah, I, young men. I sent him a message in. after yeah. he did that, after he did the podcast, and I was like, I've got one character that I'd like to do, and it's not a long scene, but <laughs> right. it's an important one. Please, I'd, please let me do please it. Please let me do it. Which one? I forgot which one you said. I think it was the Black Knight. Is yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a flesh it's wound. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's like, I, I'm going to piss <laughs> off some poor kid that wants that role so bad, but I was like, I will, I'll, I don't care. I don't care. If, I'll give if, you a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm years older and and significantly heavier at this yeah. point <laughs> i think i can take you out right no but i told him i was like i know that that's going to be a role somebody wants but yeah. if uh if, if you can figure a way to do it I, I, i'll make a donation <laughs> <laughs> i will come down every single night of the run i will for that just yes. for that line yeah. or just for that role <laughs> absolutely because that and i watched like they have clips on it and i was like I know they have it because yeah. I hadn't seen it, but I mean, I've heard and seen so many things. So I just looked up the clip. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, Absolutely. that's it. It's a one scene character. It's the it's best beautiful. character. It, oh, it, yeah. it really is. It really yeah. is. But yeah, so that show is very male heavy. On right. At least, um, I mean, technically I mean, it probably balances out, but it the men have more significant parts and there's yeah. the Lady of the Lake and then the Laker girl. Yep. Which are just, you know, In not not that dancers are anything, yeah. but but you know, th- there's not a lot of meat to right. that, and so uh, I mean, I know that he, I think he said on on the podcast too that he's probably gonna take certain characters and and cast them as women, you know, yeah. to give to balance it out. But you know, there's that, and so then when I was looking at shows, I was also trying to find um, a show that I wanted to do that also um, kind of <coughs> leaned more towards like. Um, the the female side like yep. and so uh, Mr. Burns is five women three men you mm-hmm. know and so then it's like okay well it's kind of and, and you know maybe not exactly or whatever yeah. but you know you're looking at balancing out some of those opportunities especially when you're like well some of these people it's their it this is going to be their last year and you right. want to give people who deserve it those opportunities not that you're precasting but at least having the opportunity to be cast in something. Um, that has a little bit of meat. At least the opportunity is there. Yeah. So well, in precasting, like it gets a dirty, you know, a dirty reputation. But mm-hmm. you know, and I won't make you speak out too much to this. But, <laughs> but I mean, it, it gets a dirty reputation. But at the same time, like when you're a director and you have your group, especially the last mm-hmm. couple of shows of the year, you know. Oh, I mean, you don't yeah. want to admit it, yeah. but you know, you're just like, ah, right. oh, yeah, 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 I. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing: when I did Be More Chill, it was the first time I had done a show in the spring semester. I had always either done the children's show or the October show. Mm-hmm. Just something about how it worked out with what Eric and or Tim were thinking about doing, and then I kind of would fill in with, hey, what is needed? Or if something was decided, and I'm going to do this show, and then I love you, Eric, but he likes to change his mind sometimes. What? <laughs> 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 you know, and so it's like, actually, I really want to do this. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, if you're the theater director like yeah. i mean i'm <laughs> you're the coordinator like i i'm i just want to do theater so yeah. please just allow me to do it you, you know and yeah. so so i would kind of quote unquote fill in the gaps with things but i think that i was okay doing that because i my we've jumped around a lot but so <laughs> my uh af or sorry not afa we have an afa now i'll talk about that later the aa <laughs> um you know focused in theater ucm I got my bachelor's of fine arts in theater, yeah. theater performance. Uh, and then I went to UMKC 
and got my MA in theater history slash dramatic literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, my diploma just says theater, but that was like the emphasis. Yeah. And then I went back to UCM and got my MA in communications because. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes. So I say I took the Highway 50 route of uh-huh. education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just kind of loop back in. Mm-hmm. I'm working at State Fair. It's like a boomerang. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, uh, I actually wasn't going to get a second master's. I was, you know, theater. That's my calling. That's my passion. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. So I'm in my. I, I just have my thesis left. Yeah. Which, by the way, I should have graduated in May 2012. I graduated in December 2014 <laughs> uh, with that, and then uh, May 2015 with my communications fee. And so I was yeah. pursuing technically two master's programs at the same time, and it was awful. That sounds <laughs> freaking terrible. Because communications required APA format, which I had never done before in my life, because theater was always MLA, and it was fine. So I was writing a thesis in MLA, and I was also having to write these other papers in APA, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, it was just like a mind... Mind fuck, yeah. Yes, yes. I I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm... I'm, I don't want to say too much in the way of language yet, because I don't (laughs) have, like... You know, I feel like it's, it's almost like a job interview. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I won't hold that up until after I get the job. Yes. I'm just kidding. No, I, to- <laughs> I completely understand that. My thing is, like, if somebody says one word, it's like, so how is it getting your two master's degrees? Mm, not too easy. Not too yeah. easy. Well, y- you can fill in the words for me. Yeah. I'm okay with I'm, that. I'm, and I'm always happy to do that. <laughs> but But, yeah, so anyway um, – that was, but anyway, when I started teaching like adjunct classes at State Fair, um, Tim told me before the fall semester started, he's like, "Well, you know, if you want to be able to teach more classes, uh, you should probably get hours in masters for communication." And I'm like, "Tim, I'm not done with this one." He's like, "Well, I didn't say you had to. I'm just saying it'd be a good idea." And I was like, "Okay, I'll get my masters in communication. I'll apply." And he goes, "Well, you don't." you don't have to get the whole thing. You just need like 18 credit hours. Cause at the time mm. that's, you know, things have kind of changed since then. But I yeah. go, but I said, Tim, if I'm going to start something, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I might be grumpy the whole time doing it, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, know, well, so. can't wait for that. So, so anyway, <laughs> now that, that's the whole reason why I have two master's degrees yeah. is because, um, I needed a master's to be able to teach theater mm-hmm. at the collegiate level. And then to teach public speaking, which gave me more hours. Yeah. Um, so that because I mean, did you take over Eric's public speaking class? No. 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 Okay. Eric's Eric's all Eric's position is a like from my understanding. So Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, <laughs> but he's like half speech, half theater. Tim okay. is technically the only full time theater instructor at. State oh, Fair. okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and yep. so he always has like a load of speech and like you know his coordinator duties and all the you know the theater stuff and directing shows and all that fun stuff yeah so anyway i thought well i want to teach more but then as it like gets closer to his retirement and obviously like eric talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. and if you've talked to me for five minutes which it's been much longer than five (laughs) minutes but uh, obviously i want to you know step into that position yeah um when he retires so obviously it's not a given i have to 
you know, apply and hopefully get an interview. And I, I yeah. hope that. I think you've got a lot of the right voices behind you. I hope so. Because, <laughs> you know, because literally I have been, I've wanted to do this since I started. Because I, initially I wanted to be a high school theater teacher because that's yeah. all I knew. Yeah. And then I had like middle of fall semester 2005 <laughs> at State Fair. And I was like, <gasps> This is so much more fun than <laughs> high school, you know. I could do so much more stuff. And so, since 2005, I have wanted to teach college at a theater. Yeah. Uh, uh, that theater at a college. Like theater college, you know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, thank you. So, um, <laughs> I've wanted to do that, but I, I was like, I like the community college. I like the small because I came from a small school. Yeah. And a, like, I grew up. What was your high school? Like, what was your Skyline area? High School, which is like technically Hickory County R one. Okay. Um, it is if you take sixty five Highway from Sedalia, like you're going down to Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, my school's in the middle of the Hayfield. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I graduated <laughs> with forty two people, and I had less than a thousand in my school K through twelve. It's oh, grown man. a lot since then. Yeah. I mean, it's still small, but it's grown. It's more than a thousand now. Yeah. But um, so that was. I thought Sedalia was huge. I had Sedalia was like, what is this giant metropolis? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I remember. I actually, I remember this conversation with you. Like Trevor and I were like. Because he came from Macon, Macon you yeah. know, and so we were like, "Oh my gosh, a Walmart stays open for twenty four hours!" And you looked at us and you said, <laughs> "Are you serious?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, don't they close uh, at nine? And yeah. you were like, "No, no. Where does that happen? <laughs> what Twilight Zone does it happen?" I'm like, "Oh, Buffalo, Missouri." Yeah. So I remember coming to Sedalia, and it wasn't like it wasn't a negative. It was just like yeah. different. Yeah. But I mean, I was from Raymore, so it's not like I was like in the middle of a giant metropolis i just had one that was accessible right and but yeah I did not no and then meeting all of you guys it was like wait somebody's from otterville who the fuck that's not a real town that, no that does not sound real <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah. i i mean even the people that were from sedalia they were like you know we have a buckle here it was like you know we you know there are more than that in the world right come on well, yeah so like when i came to state fair i was just like oh, this is huge, yeah. you know, and I was terrified to drive anywhere else between like other than like the school and the, to Walmart, like yeah. I that uh, 16th Street to Winchester. Yeah. Well, it has to be a positive, mm-hmm. too, because if you were dropped in the middle of downtown Kansas City, it probably would have been a terrible oh experience. My God. Yes, I would not have survived. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would have, but I would have. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, you know, and then uh, technically Warnsburg is smaller, you know, which yeah. I would not have thought, but I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the college makes up most of the yeah. time. Okay, gotcha. Yep. But then when I went to uh, Kansas City for UMKC, like, I had gained enough confidence. Even yeah. I still wasn't comfortable in it. I was like, okay, I got this. I'm mm-hmm. better, you know. So that, and also I really didn't drive in the main traffic either. Like, my apartment to UMKC, I crossed a busy street but I, yeah. I didn't like i wasn't in the like the the driving the, across the like oh right, exactly. <laughs> i wasn't in like bumper to bumper traffic like waiting for things to happen right. so so i mean so really i kind of got lucky i realized when i was in kansas city though that i absolutely 100 percent hate one-way roads yes because i'm like i just want to turn around because that's our entire downtown <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so i would get so like and i get flustered anyway i'm not very 
good with directions. Yep. I've gotten a little bit better over the years, but I'm still not very good. I am not spatially sound. <laughs> like it's not not one of my strengths. And so so when I can't turn around when I need to turn around, like I don't know how to get back, I freak out. So anyway, um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Well, I, I mean, to me, I mean, you know what your goal is. You know that you have yes, Eric's support. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> See, I can do it when I need to. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. You know, you have, I'm sure you have Tim's support and everything else. I mean, I think that, to me, what I look at your position as, like, you're, to me, the best story for you, and maybe I'm wrong here, but is, one, you've gone through the program, which to me is huge. Right. And that continues a tradition of people who have gone there Yes. Had, you know, studied under their, you know, their prior predecessor, yeah, whatever, their predecessor, yeah, yeah. whatever. And then they come back in order to capture that position. And I think that that continuity is mm -hmm. huge in situations like that. I mean, right. the the only like when you think about outside of like and this is going to be a weird comparison, but when you think about the NFL, right. like you have the Patriots who have six championships and they have like one good quarterback and one great coach. Mm -hmm. And that's been them for years. And they have this like great 20 year period of time where they've been amazing. Yes. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have been amazing for decades and they have had three head coaches, Chuck Knoll, um, Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. Those sound like very familiar names. Yeah. Very popular, <laughs> very familiar. Nick and will know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the most impressive thing about it is that all of them have at least one ring. Chuck Knoll has four. Tomlin has one. Cower has one. Nice. In that scenario, they're one of the most consistently great teams in the mm -hmm. NFL, and they're, they've always been looked at as that. Yeah. So when you're looking at a theater program, I don't think you want a lot of turnover, no. especially when you're talking about something like State Fair, which has to deal with the name State Fair Community College, which oh I pitched about at the last God. And I could go podcast. on a tangent. I love this school, but for the love of God, let's update our name yeah. so people Mid-Missouri Community College. I Come think on. that would be so <laughs> solid because that would be such a smart... It, it, it's, 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 it makes sense within, if you're looking at the state, mid-Missouri, oh, yep. hey, look, there's Sedalia. Okay, community college. That's fine. College. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the word community be and then community college. No. I think it's great. I don't like state fair because everyone thinks and associates us with state fair and oh, hey. Uh, Did you my, go to state fair community college? Yeah. My, my favorite thing is, oh, do you guys train rodeo clowns? Oh, God. No. Oh, do you, like, have culinary skills and cotton candy? Cool. No. No. Uh, we are actually a very solid, incredible no. community college that is, is one of the cheapest schools in Missouri. Yeah. And it's it's a really phenomenal school if yeah. you really look at everything. And, and we get made fun of and misrepresented by anyone outside of our immediate area yeah well it's like walk into our theater walk oh, into the theater people get are blown away when they walk into our theater mm -hmm. and when i show them it for the first time they are like, oh Whoa. my gosh that you know they ha and we're like yeah especially people who appreciate theater yes it's like 300 person no mm -hmm. bigger oh yeah everybody has a good view oh yeah i had um i i, I had shown a friend recently the theater i think for the the mm -hmm. first time and and was like oh my gosh yeah. This place is phenomenal. Like, you know, because everyone thinks like, oh, a theater, it, it to be an incredible theater, it has to be like grand and seat a thousand people and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But really, the best theaters and the ones that people appreciate the most are the smaller seat theaters. Mm -hmm. We have 239 seats and yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the spacing is 
between, you know, like you don't have to like scoot and you don't have like a weird middle aisle. So like the best seats in the house are taken out. Like it's, right. it's like the perfect wedge seating. It's, it's so, and it's, and w- you know, Tim is very much uh, the care taker and if someone (laughs) has their feet up by golly they're going off and i mean i do the same thing eric does the same thing uh you know you can't help it when people sneak in stuff that you don't know about but for the most part because we've been so on top of it our theater has stayed so nice for how old it is people aren't don't realize that it's that old but it is not that super old but i mean we've only had a little bit of maintenance yeah and it looks awesome. Yeah, a little paint, a little sheetrock. That's about it. Yeah, new carpet. New carpet. Yeah. Oh, hey, nice. But we <laughs> held off on the seats. They asked if us asked us if we wanted new seats. And, I mean, yeah, they look dated in the, the um, fabric. Yeah. But really, I mean, there's like, what, two seats that have maybe some, like, old gum that kind of got pressed down yeah. in there. But other than that, I mean, they are – Real, uh, Tim was like, we don't need to spend money on that. And I'm like, I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're a little bit older, but we'll replace it next time it comes around. Because, exactly. you know, we just want to be, you know, logical with our money. You yeah. Know, so. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. And, I mean, but, I mean, with me, I was looking at MSU were there. Mm-hmm. And the moment Eric, like, one, Eric. Yeah. And I think that's where you're going to be really good, too, is you have that personality where you're going to make people feel welcome before they're there. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. But with Eric... When I came in, like, it, it was total force of personality was the mm-hmm. reason that I eventually chose State Fair. Me too. But the moment you walk in that theater, you're like, so I have that guy and this? Yeah. I'm going to be good. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. fine. I'm going to go here because yeah. I will actually probably be cast and not passed over just because I happen to be a freshman. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're going to build your resume. You're going to get more experience by doing rather than watching people yeah. you know, perform, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I completely agree. And and I I know that I don't have the same personality as Eric. Like he is just this grand oh, yeah. personality and I just yeah. I and for the longest time I thought I can never live up to that because <laughs> I will that that's just not me. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I eventually realized I don't I don't need to do that no. to still have an impact. And I think being a navigator has really helped me with that because I'm I'm a lot better with interpersonal like small group communication yeah. than I am like big crowds yeah. I always have been I always feel awkward like after shows um if I watch a show that like a friend is in or something I'm like wait 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 okay get it oh, I'm gonna talk okay that person's <laughs> talking and I finally get to talk to the person I'm like hey and then the other person comes in like oh hey sorry sorry just a second I'm just gonna I'm, I'm leaving I just want to say something and then I stand there and I, I just get like awkward and then I get self-conscious and then I'm like <laughs> okay I'll see you later you're really busy bye you know and then like I'll message them later on on Facebook and say hey I just wanted to let you know and I'll like write this thing that I wanted to say but then I just felt awkward and so I know when I'm able to have those one-on-one conversations, I'm a lot stronger. Yeah. You know? and, and so I think that that's where my strengths lie. Cause I don't need to be an Eric, even though I think it would be great to be Eric, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that sense. Um, yeah. But I just, you know, it, I, I, it's a different approach, but I, I think it's still a very valid and effective approach. 100%. And I do think that, I think in the few. I mean, obviously, you're you know you're gonna have to work on that yourself. Oh being yeah, a, yeah. You know. And I oh, do think yeah. that when you see somebody who is worth it, you're gonna be like, yeah, I don't right. care who's trying to talk to you. We're gonna have a conversation. Right, right. But I mean, you look at anybody in a sales role or something like that. I mean, it's just a learned trait because mm-hmm. you just have to figure it out. The thing that yeah. you have that most others don't have 
is that one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Because sure. until like until I went into sales, it was really difficult for me to have a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. You see me in front of hundreds of people, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. Completely fine. I'm completely yeah. opposite. That's yeah. So funny. Yeah. Tur- like my personality turns on. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. Like it doesn't <laughs> right. matter if I'm being me or a character. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. The moment that I'm sitting down with like three people, like. Uh hey, what's up? What's going on? Are we good here? What what are we doing? Right. And so that's you know it, it's just it's a learned trait mm-hmm. that way for me the same way it is yeah. for you in that situation. Absolutely. So, I mean, you nailed it when you were in in a show. Mm-hmm. You always like there was never any worry from anybody that you weren't going to be there. Oh, and no. especially in this situation, I mean, I think that especially with like high school kids coming to college, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to like you know do that you know arm over the shoulder. Hey, buddy. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Take you under my wing. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in those those situations, I, I have gotten a lot better with, um, you know, and I think also my, my role as a navigator has really helped me understand a lot more of the workings of the admissions process, financial aid process, like all these things that I would not have known if I just stayed as an adjunct instructor. Like I right. still teach classes, but now I have this full-time position that I've really learned a lot of stuff that I think is only going to make me more effective yeah. in that role if I get it, y- mm-hmm. y- you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't want it to be like, Hey, I'm talking about the job I'm going to get. So, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, this is all in, in very big hopes that, that people are able to see these things. And I know that, you know, Tim and Eric very much support me. Like I, yeah. that's been a conversation that we had early on and, you know, we've talked about a lot of the difficulties of being a person in theater with a family. Yeah. And the fact that I live in Blue Springs and travel to Sedalia makes a lot of people weary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's friends, family, colleagues, whoever, and not right. necessarily like like super weird, but just like, Are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, well, I've been traveling every day, Monday through Friday, eight to five to State Fair since September first, two thousand sixteen. Yep. I think if I'm doing like in part of what I'm doing in that job, like I'm very passionate about helping students. So that's what I enjoy. But to get the full passion of helping students and also teaching full time and also being like directing and like like that whole trifecta, like, of course, it's going to be fine. Plus, my husband is a mechanic. Mm -hmm. My car. Knock on wood. wood. (laughs) Has over three hundred and fifty six thousand miles on it. Yeah. And it's so far, Jesus. it is good to go. You know, I mean, we've had some things that we've had to replace along the way. Like, I think I have to have my oil pan replaced or something next time mm-hmm. Nick changes it. But, I mean, other than that, like, I have regular maintenance. Like, and, and, I, and I also think that what's really nice is, like, Nick and I have had a solid sit-down, not just one conversation, but we, you know, but we have really talked out the logistics of this. Like, yeah. You know, moving into that position, I would be going from having like a six to seven week time that I am not home Monday mm-hmm. through Friday to all year. 12 to 14. Well, 12 to 14. Because, you know, yeah. uh, Tim directs one and then whoever oh, yeah. the director That's or what the you're other saying. one is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's going to be those periods of time where I'm not home where Nick is the sole caregiver yeah. of Joel. And, you know, that's a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know, and, and I also, you know, and, and so part of me feels very selfish because uh, I'm like, I, but I've, I'm like, I've wanted to do this for so long. This has been like my ultimate 
passion. You know, some people, their passions are their family, and that's what they put everything into. And not saying that my passion isn't my family, but the thing I have been working towards for 15 years has been this. And, you know, and Nick and I talked when we very first started dating. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do, and it has not wavered. And, you know, he has been – he's – incredible nick i love you <laughs> uh, yeah, he is truly i big. love you too Nick. <laughs> yes <laughs> everyone loves you you're amazing <laughs> but no he has been just a, an incredible supporter of um you know the time off i need when i have to you know work late grading stuff because yeah. i can't grade when i'm yeah. eight to five <laughs> you know yeah. so i have to wait until joel's asleep and do all this and so there's a lot of time and sacrifice but then we've also been you know working on finding that balance of um you know, this is the time that we just get to spend together. This is the time that we have our little trifecta family time together. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, nothing's perfect, and we're going to hit some learning curves and road bumps along the way, just yeah. as any body does in any relationship. But I, but he's been on board since the beginning, which I think is a huge component in like the success of your obviously your marriage but just of anything in your life like yeah. everyone being on board and so that's something that you know we've been pretty we've had to be upfront about and you know and eric and i have had conversations about that because he's like and, and i have talked to not just him but other um whether colleagues or uh former faculty members like hey you had a family or have a family um and you do this theater thing that's really weird and different from any other job right how do you balance that or if you didn't balance it what did you learn from it like i have had i have sought out those conversations with people and still have a few to still seek out but i'm like i want to learn you know what am i doing right um you know what what should i be looking out for Ooh, maybe what have i messed up on you know and so i kind of hit on a lot of those so i feel like i'm a pretty um i self-reflect like constantly probably too much because i, I say I, that's not really surprising yeah <laughs> really? yeah you know i'll say something and they're like oh, you know if you think yeah. that that sounded a little bit weird and you're like and eh, whatever i promise you i've been thinking about that for the past five days yeah. and i haven't slept you, yep. you know like yeah. sort of thing so so i i even though i have that like retrospective thing i i still miss things just like any other human mm-hmm. so you know i think just owning up to them and I don't have a problem owning up to things when yeah. they came up. I'm embarrassed, <laughs> but I will own well, up to it, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it, it's a big step, but it is something, like you said, that you focused on for a long time, that oh, you've yeah. wanted to do for a long time. And I think that in any relationship, especially, you know, with your family, because once right. – uh, and maybe this is selfish of me to say, but I think when you have a family that is you and your spouse – Mm-hmm. you guys married each other and you know each other. So there's certain things that you're just kind of like, you're good with this because we're married and you right. know me. Right. Once you add a kid into the mix, things yes. become very, very different. And so then oh it's not my only, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like when we had Connor, like I stayed home with Connor for over a year because he was a NICU baby. Mm-hmm. He was in the NICU for six weeks. He was yeah. born at 29 and a half weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was three pounds, seven ounces, went down to three. And I pretty much like threw everything I had in the pipeline away and just mm-hmm. watched him. Yeah. So I watched him until about a year and a half. And what he needed was just outside of me. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, he was falling behind on speech. And they were like, well, it's because he's a, you know, NICU baby. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's because I... Like, I talk to myself, but there's no way he's picking up what he needs to pick up. So right, we threw him in right. daycare, and he's been awesome. Right, right. But 
when all of that happened, it was a conversation between my wife and I, and it was just like, this is what he needs. So I'm going to stay home and I'm going to make sure his diet's perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. He's consistent, everything. Mm -hmm. And just threw away everything for a year (laughs) and a half and just took care of him. And so we understood and we established that relationship at that point. And then I eventually like started doing real estate again and just Mm kind of did my own thing when he went to daycare. When we had the second kid, it was even crazier because oh, one yeah. was in daycare and then our lives just went insane because once you had a second kid. Man, that's a conversation that Nick and I have had a lot too. Yeah. When to do that, if to do that. Yeah. 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 And I can tell you that it's absolutely worth it, mm-hmm. but man, it takes a while for it to be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> and that's, what, that's, that's the consensus I've e- gathered. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just crazy. And it's, you know, again, it's just one of those things like. You get that schedule down, you figure it out. And but I think that the positive is, you know, no matter what you guys choose to do with a second kid, Mm -hmm. but in your current situation, the biggest positive is that, you know, yeah, you might be gone for six to seven weeks, 12 to 13, 14 overall. And you're going to have duties that kind of pull you away a little bit more than in the past. Especially like recruiting. Like I I didn't even like talk about that. But I I know recruiting, you're going and watching a lot of high school shows. Thankfully, Nick. Um, likes going and watching theater with me. Yeah. Um, but then the flip side of that is Joel is not quite old enough to go with us, so it's like making sure we find somebody. Yeah, find to the watch babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, and so so there's, but you know, there's going to be a lot more of that, and that's yeah. also something that we know is in the mix, but that's also going to take away some of those nights too. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But the positive is, if you guys know that that's worth it, absolutely. I guarantee, knowing you. When you are home, mm-hmm. it's going to be all about home. Throw the phone away. Don't even care. That's this is honestly, all about family. That is exactly what it is. That's yeah. why I, you know, I would try to kind of grade stuff when Joel was awake. And then I feel like really guilty. I'm like, I don't see you throughout the yeah. day. And now I'm trying to grade while here. And then now you're going to bed at 830, you know. And so yep. I was like, no. And so like when I get home, I am just like with him and, you know, I'll make you food. I'll, mm-hmm. um, you know, play with you and interact in, in these ways, you know, because I just, I love spending time with him because, you know, it's like the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Of like, course, yeah. Like you have to have that separation for you to be able to truly appreciate what you have. And I feel like I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, of course, yeah. 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 And I mean, the same thing with you and Nick, like you're going to have to go out and do your own thing and be right. you again, because exactly. that's always the thing that and Nikki and I probably fail and it's more than we succeed. But there are times where we're <laughs> just like, we have got to leave. Like <laughs> We have to remember the two of us again. <laughs> we have <laughs> to remember that we existed as an entity. Before exactly. Anything yeah. Else. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she travels for work a lot, so a lot of times, like, I'm here, so my schedule is completely around mm-hmm. whatever the kids do, and you never realize just how little time you have until you get the call from daycare, like, hey, they're running a fever, and you're like, yeah. ah, fuck, <laughs> I just ruined 48 hours. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do here. Exactly, <laughs> right. You know, and the thing is, like, that's that's tough for, you know, because Nick and I both work 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, Yeah. Um, but his his daycare is in Blue Springs and, like, five minutes yeah you know from nick so when they call i had to tell them like please call nick Mm -hmm. i'm an hour and five minutes away yeah (laughs) you know so i'm like you know but then again that mom guilt comes in like oh you're not able to pick up your kid you know and so i mean and there have been times that like nick's like okay i really cannot i we are swamped i can't and i'm like okay so i'm like if you can pick him up and be home with them i will leave right now and then so if you can be with them for Grab an hour then i can go yeah and then an hour i'll be and so i mean we've made it work out and thankfully joel hasn't been sick in those instances like yeah. that a lot 
but it is it just yeah you're right it completely messes with your schedule and like right now daycare is closed for a week because they are like oh, revamping God. like getting ready for the school year like repainting stuff and mm. whatever and can't you do that when my kid's six and not here anymore <laughs> right? you know and so so i mean we've had the scramble yeah uh, to like hey i'm so sorry can you watch joel this day can you watch joel this day what day would work for you to watch him you know and trying yeah. to do that and then i'm in like this um uh, they call it blackout month because um you know a lot of drinking on campus <laughs> <laughs> that sounds not too bad yeah no not um, as fun not as fun no it is it's uh we we can't take off work unless it's like an emergency sort yeah. of thing uh, because we have new students coming in and getting enrolled and, and all that stuff and so yeah. leading up to enrollment is crazy like today Ugh. i stayed late to um you know, finish up with voicemails because I'm not able to be at work tomorrow mm. for said reason mm -hmm. of daycare close. And so, um, you know, I said, yes, okay, I can work from home. I you know, I brought my work computer. Like, I'm like, well, I won't be there eight to five, you know, but yeah. because I have a toddler running around, I'm not going to be able to make phone calls, just, you know? Yeah. So like I'll, I'll answer emails and do as much as I can. Um, and I can do more when he's taking his nap. Right. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? It's amazing how efficient you get during their naps. Oh, man. I, used to, <laughs> I just think I've wasted so much time in yeah. my life uh -huh. thinking, oh, I don't have enough time. I only have four hours. And now I'm like, <gasps> yeah, give me 45 now. minutes. I'll <laughs> do eight hours worth of work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shove it all into one. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's another concern. And, I mean, to me, though, that. And it's different when you have an on-site job like you do. Like, mm -hmm. obviously with me, my office is pretty much my home or yeah. my car. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's really interesting because in a lot of jobs, it's becoming, and even probably in yours, like you said, you can get on the computer and do a lot. But, like, it's becoming easier and easier and easier to actually do your job when you're not there. Yeah. Which is a positive and a negative. Right. It's a positive because of how much you can get done away from your job. It's a right. negative because it also affects your life outside of your job. Exactly. Yeah. And I try to make a very distinct line. Like, when I am home, I'm not looking at my email. I'm not doing anything. If yeah. I'm, like, working on grading a class or something, I will check my email and only answer students who have emailed me from class. I yeah. will not respond to the navigator ish stuff yeah because i have to make a line for myself otherwise i will always be stressing and worrying mm -hmm. and this person's going to complain that i didn't respond to them in time because i responded this time last time so i'm like no i'll just cut off you know when i leave work i'm done yeah over the weekend no i'll answer my students because that's a different schedule you know and so i yep. just have to block that off of my head i don't know what other people do <laughs> you no. know but that's what i do i mean it's completely dependent on industry too because like with me it's you know people expect you to be around 24 7 365 yeah. oh i'm sure as, as a, a, a yeah. agent yeah, and in some yeah. situations like if you have an active client a buyer or something like that obviously mm -hmm. you're gonna respond when right. you, as soon as you get something <laughs> But um, my brother is far busier than I am in real estate. I mean, the guy is just a killer when it comes to this That's industry. Cool. And so I've learned so much from him. But he uh, he, went <laughs> he went to Mexico, I think it was like five or six months ago. It could have been three years from now. I don't know. <laughs> but it was I, I remember distinctly because he got back, and for two weeks I really didn't hear from him. And I know why. He, like, up until he left, he was getting everything in order, but we talked because he had to get things in order. Mm -hmm. When he left, I did not want to bother him at all. I think right. I texted him once, mm -hmm. and it was a minor issue, like, 
get back to me whenever. I do not care. Right. Drink margaritas. Enjoy the sun. I just got to put this out here so I know yep. that I put it out there. Exactly. And so like a day later, he sends me the message back. Everything's great. And then um, he gets back. And I know for the next week, he's catching up mm-hmm. because he's just busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I called him. And uh, he was in a kind of a bad mood. And I was like, is everything all right? And he was like, he had just gotten off the phone with somebody who didn't understand that 20 years ago, you could actually just leave a voicemail or a phone message for somebody (laughs) and they'd get back to you eventually. So he had this one client and it wasn't an emergency. It was like they were in the very beginning stages of construction, which basically the first month to month and a half, it's all planning. It's all Mm -hmm. site planning. So like in the uh, house right across the street here, there are pink flags in the yard. Yes. That's just them deciding where to dig. That's all it is. Yeah. So it's in that stage and they're like, (laughs) What about my countertops? What about this? What about oh, this? Oh, dear God. Like, <laughs> Dude, I, we're going to get through this, but I'm telling you one thing. Never leave me. And I'm not kidding you. I think it was like between text, voice, and email. I think this individual within three days left him 40 messages. 40? Like four zero. Oh, my. He was like, we're going to get through it. If you ever do this again, I'll drop you as a client. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is I am not on vacation. Yeah, I'm on Give vacation. Me a moment. I told you I was going to be on vacation. Right. It's not if like it, it was, was up and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Had this been an emergency, mm-hmm. I would have obviously responded. That's why I have my phone working in Mexico. Right. This was not what's going on. Right. And luckily, I think he was able to kind of divert it, but mm-hmm. not before going to Mexico, which is right. when you want to be kind of calm. Right. Right. So, exactly. If yeah. there's any place you want to be calm. Yeah. It's when you're on vacation in Mexico me- drinking margaritas. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you, and nobody wants to hear from you after you've been drinking a few margaritas. No. <laughs> no. Especially not client-wise. Like. No. Uh-uh. Not at all. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's – but. Again, it's just one of those things like with your situation, with our situation, mm-hmm. with every situation, I think there are positives and negatives. To me, one of the biggest positives, positives with your situation is even though you're driving, even though you're mm-hmm. going to be busy, even though they're going to be, you know, basically f- a quarter of the year, you're going to be right. insanely busy. Right. The biggest positive is when you're not, you have the ability to shut everything off. Mm-hmm. And especially, I assume, especially during the summer. Uh, well, mm, kind of depends. Kind of depends. So, uh, yeah, because I've kind of bothered Eric a little bit over <laughs> summer. <laughs> because, you know, I had questions and incoming students who, um, mm. you know, were like, hey, I'm interested in doing theater, but they weren't someone that Eric had recruited. Gotcha. Because I had enrolled, all got all those students enrolled and, like, set to go yeah. um, by May. So all the ones that he had recruited and got scholarships and things like that and auditioned for those, what have you, or good, but then there would be some that come in and are like, "Hey, I want to do theater," and I'm like, "This is awesome. Okay, <laughs> let me talk to you about it." You know, and so then I'm like, "Here's his contact information." You know, and then I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna connect you to him." So like, you know, and and again, like I don't run the scholarship budget, right. you know, and I don't guarantee them a scholarship. But I'm like, if you are interested in auditioning for one if I basically aka if you want to put in the effort to yeah. do this you know here you go mm-hmm. you know um and so there was that and then there's like students who are returning who um you know they're asking me hey do you know if i still have my scholarship from last year and i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. you should go text eric sure. because i don't 
oversee that budget and you know the phone sorry eric (laughs) smiley face (laughs) right well actually today i had uh uh, we had new student orientation which is why i'm wearing this very stylish yeah very stylish (laughs) shirt um and so we had student success and we had um um one of our theater students who who was getting a scholarship um and she had asked me a question about it and i was like i actually don't know the answer let me see if i can get a hold of them real quick so Mm -hmm. then i um i called him and then he didn't pick up and then he texted me back and said can i call you later and i said you can but it would be more convenient if you could just answer this quick question because <laughs> i have the student uh, and i said like new student orientation students right here asking me these things i don't know the answer and so then he called me of course and, yep. and i was like told him and he's like okay this i'm like great and then also this you know part b okay this thank you Yep. Love you, bye. <laughs> you know, uh, and so, and then, janky, so I, right, yeah, right, janky, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like roundup, yeah. So anyway, I, I, so I feel bad for those things, but in the summer, because technically, um, what I found out is that you have a ten-month contract. It's mm-hmm. basically like August to May, and then you have June and July um, off, gotcha. quote unquote. But in in that specific position. You know, it's not like a full-time history instructor Mm -hmm. who has a 10-month contract and they're just out for two months and can kind of do their own thing. Yeah, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Corey that I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I'm thinking state fair, like (laughs) um, at least how they have it set up there. And so so not saying that they're not doing anything, but, you know, a theater department, you're recruiting, you have students who have scholarships, you're like coordinating all this stuff. And if you're coming to teach history, teach psychology, you know, teach public speaking, you know, if that is your sole job, you don't necessarily have this outside scholarship recruitment, building program sort of stuff. And so um, Eric does a lot of saintly work when (laughs) he's not technically going to be employed because he has to be on top of that. Otherwise, you know, he's going to lose out on a lot of things. And yeah. unfortunately, I have to reach out to him for certain pieces of information because I don't know or I'm not in charge right. of that. Yeah. You know, and um, Tim is on, like, he, he just comes to campus uh, in the summer <laughs> because <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't do it, like, all the time, like, yeah. you know, all day. But, like, he'll stop by and be like, yeah, I want to work on this in the black box. I want to get this yeah. uh, system put together, you know. And so like, I'm just going to do this today because it's going to have to be done anyway. Right. So, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I might as well do it when it's a downtime. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so, like, he, so, so wait, <laughs> hold on. Let's let's clarify this with Tim. Tim's idea is I'm going to do this when nobody's going to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can, I can do this work where I am just responsible for my competent self yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> but uh but no so so tim will stop by my office a lot and we'll kind of like yeah. so him and i are on track a lot with stuff but that's because we're both here right you know and, and eric was on vacation which great good you know yeah. good you need it <laughs> yeah. you know he very much is an over um overachiever I yeah. Guess, maybe. yeah 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 might <laughs> be the right word uh you know he put he's you know super passionate um you know very much a perfectionist and you know and you know you need yeah. you need a break well, so brain so needs one i mean right, exactly. everything so yeah. i like i said i feel bad when i have to like ask him things <laughs> but at the same time i know and he said like i would rather you ask me than not ask me y- right. you know and and whatever but it just kind of depends on when i'm 
going to get an answer and you know, oh, yeah. um, you know and how important it is because sometimes I'll just send a text and say hey this whenever yeah you know but then like the one today I was like kind of need, need some help now, now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you you know yeah but I I've definitely learned a lot from Tim and Eric um, and just working with them over the years and seeing how you know things are structured who's in charge of what like you know like what deans to talk to for certain things or what right. deans are over them like you know all those things make sense now but i didn't know before so i mean i've really picked up a lot but i mean i really i feel <laughs> nick goes because you're in the end game now uh-huh. like, i am <laughs> so true. because you know i have like this thing i'm working towards i mean and also it's not a secret because it's honestly on my uh long-term goals evaluation yearly thing for yeah. being a navigator because like what do you want to do i'm like take over i'm like a theater program coordinator at state yeah. community college you know and no that's not in my tra- trajectory path of being an advisor moving that way but you know i mean they also knew when i was interviewing they're like aren't you like you're you're an instructor like is that what you want to do i said well yeah but being a navigator has all these qualities and parts of the job that i still enjoy which is helping students serving students um i'm passionate about that sort of success wherever that lies for that certain person so all that is still the same yeah it's in like the venn diagram that overlaps it's in the middle (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you know (laughs) it's just that you know the part that doesn't overlap is is being um you know in charge of a theater program right so you know so i mean i very much enjoy what i do there are parts that i don't enjoy but it's still going to be the same thing in this job i know that you know or, uh, well, Tim's talked about too, but Eric is like, you know, there are a lot of things that you don't necessarily enjoy doing. And I'm like, that's fine. But here's the thing. I read a book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And I will say that word because it's the title of the It's the, of the title book. of the book. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so in this book, it, it didn't say anything that I didn't already know, mm-hmm. but it's it, it framed things and put ideas together in a way that's like, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and one of it was um, humans always find errors and problems in everything. No matter how perfect your world is, no matter how perfect you have it, you will always find something wrong. Right. And so um, what you need to do or what this person said, what I have done and has made my life better is realize this and start giving your fucks in – the areas of things that you actually want to deal with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> true. Because I'm like, I, you know, yes, there are going to be a lot of problems and things that I don't necessarily enjoy doing right. if I get this position, but they are problems that I will much rather take on as opposed to ones in my navigator position that I don't really want to take on i'm not passionate about it i have to do it i'll do it you Mm -hmm. know but i'm gonna be more focused and more energized and i think be of better service to people in general there yeah so 100 percent. yeah i mean and how when you're looking at things going forward i mean the biggest positive i think that anybody could have is that you have somebody that you can talk to that's been through all this before yeah with Eric, I mean, obviously, and Tim will be there, and he's going right. to be a huge resource, too. Absolutely. Um, but when you're going through those situations, I mean, when Eric was on the podcast, one of the things he talked about was, you know, 
if you want to, I think he's episode 10 or 11, go back and listen to it. But one of the things he discussed was, uh, he's episode 10, um, the fact that he went through a two-year period of time that was just real rough. And I mm-hmm. saw him at some point during that two-year period of time. He he was not the normal happy-go-lucky Eric right. that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. And he was just going through a lot of stuff personally. But he also said that it was like stacking the deck against him was the fact that he just kind of had a couple of classes that didn't have the talent he was looking to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you kind of realize who you are, not only as a person, but who you are as you know a, a theater director where right. you're going to say – and this is – I. And this is one of the reasons I told him I, there's zero part of me that ever wanted to be a director because I looked at his <laughs> job and went, no. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Can I do that? That's work. <laughs> Are you serious? That's work? I could do that and get yeah. paid for it? Okay. Oh, yeah. It'd be two days into it. I'd be like, you know what? Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell me that. Yeah. Like, Alex, <laughs> really? Come on. Like, it's oh, true. Man. But uh, but no, we he was telling me that and it was like, you know, going through stuff personally, going through stuff professionally. I mean, you're going to have years where that happens. Highs and lows. Highs yeah. and lows. Absolutely. But that that idea that you're sitting there in one year mm-hmm. or two years and you're looking around like, oh, no, this is what I've got. Mm-hmm. To me, the most difficult part of that would be one being inspired every day to come and just mm-hmm. be like, OK. We're doing it. That's yep. what we're doing. That's what I've got. This is a learning experience. Exactly. <laughs> and having that positivity, mm-hmm. which, again, I think is one of your best qualities, is that you would be able to look at that situation and say, like, well, I'm the one that dug myself into this trench. I guess I better figure it out. Right, okay. Well, Kristen, you said you wanted a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And he I'm, and I think we got to this on the podcast, but I'm not going to say the play. But there was one show that I went mm-hmm. back and watched a rehearsal mm-hmm. and the lead in it. He kind of explained a little bit more about what was going on. But the lead in it I was like, this is one of my dream roles. Like there are mm-hmm. there are a couple of dream roles that I have. And that's one of them. Mm-hmm. It was an Arthur Miller play. And uh, is this was this? wasn't that state fair mm? isn't arthur miller i think it was arthur Mi- isn't he the i'll just say it crucible oh i was not in that you oh weren't? oh you're talking about his i thought you're saying a show okay yep i got it yes okay yeah that is arthur miller yes yeah. i thought you were talking about our time at state no fair. No, no, like, no 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 we, we didn't, didn't do an we arthur, didn't miller play, arthur miller play did we no. okay but no Sorry. he did yes. this like a year or two after i left and yeah. i came back and saw it and he had a particular actor that was like this is my dream yes i have two or three yes. dream roles this is one of them and i yes. went back and i kind of I went backstage and like they kind of knew at that point who I was and I was mm-hmm. like what you need to do is this and I was trying to like this mm-hmm. is what you do and uh, I was kind of like okay cool and I walked back out and I kind of looked at Eric and gave him one of those like I don't know and he uh, looked at me he's like Alex I've been trying for three months <laughs> <laughs> like oh sorry well I remember um, <laughs> I remember uh, uh, we had gone to go see that production um, and Eric sat down next to us and we're like all right cool and looked in he goes i'm sorry for what you're about to see and we're like (laughs) (gasps) what (laughs) you know and so so we're like are you serious you know because we're like there's some pretty yeah and then we watched him like yeah okay and he had so many bumps in that Mm -hmm. road i mean i felt so bad one i felt bad for him because i know him but man when you Mm -hmm. like like i 
I felt so bad for Busick because he stepped into right. that role and there oh was nothing he could do. No, I mean nothing. But he did very honestly. He he did damn well. He did really well for yeah. holding that and reading that. But also he had a good amount memorized. But he just yeah. had it for so fantastic. Tommy again, bring up Mr. Yep. Tommy Waller. He mm-hmm. phenomenal. I thought Jeff Putoff. Did a really did solid great. job. Like there were so many great. I think was Chris Clark. I think he was in that. Was he? I in assume that? so. I, think I he can't was. remember. I, I think he was. Um, but like we, there were different positions or positions. Sorry, there were different uh, roles and and actors that played in uh, that. I was like, this is so good. But you know, yeah, it, it it just and it happens and there's nothing you can do about. It. And also, it was the October show. So it's um, wonderful and also kind of sucks sometimes, like in this instance, uh, is what happens. You don't know what you're getting. Because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Because when you have the spring to look at what's happened and transpired and, you yeah. know, work ethics and et cetera, that's, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's yeah. why the spring show is always, or normally, yeah. normally the spring show is the best because mm-hmm. you've had a year to look at everybody, mm-hmm. put that's, them in the right situation. I also feel like that's part of, not the only reason, but part of the reason why Be More Chill was really successful is because I was like, all right. So I've heard you sing from the children's show, and I know that this yeah. happened. And I'm like, ah, you have really proven yourself mm-hmm. in work ethic-wise. And, I mean, I w- will always cast work ethic um, if the person has work ethic over an immense amount of talent. Yeah. Hands down every time. Because my thought is, I'm selfish. I want a good theater experience. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So I don't want to spend the next six weeks miserable because you – decided that you didn't want to show up and work today you know and so sometimes you don't find that out until later sometimes um someone seems like they're really turning around and then they don't yeah uh so you can't always it's not a a hundred percent prediction but for the most part you can kind of really place things pretty well yeah i think too a lot of times you when you have somebody that seems like they're pretty high on the horse, you need to throw them down. Yeah. Like, and that's a terrible <laughs> thing to have to say, but yeah. that's the true. I mean, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, 18, 19 year old kids, mm-hmm. but it's true. It's like, sometimes if you think you're the cock of the walk, you need to be pushed <laughs> off that bridge, you know? It's true because I mean, I, let me, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. You know, you are not having a full ride scholarship for theater to a highly prestigious school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, not saying that you shouldn't be confident in your abilities by any means, but um, when you are not treating people as people yeah. is, is, is kind of where I draw the line. I'm like, you can be confident, and I think you should be confident to a certain extent, but when you are putting – um, your own selfish wants above everyone else's because you think that, oh, I did this in high school and I did this and I did this. That's cool, but did you? Are you a good worker? Are you showing up in the shop? Mm-hmm. Are you um, showing up with your lines memorized? Like if if you are doing all these things and still have that personality, yeah, awesome. You can keep it. You've earned it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah. but the, but it tends to be the people who have the a high. Uh, esteem versions of themselves tend to not want to work as hard 
or think that they have to work as hard uh, or show up because, oh, I'm an actor and I don't need to do tech. Well, not at State Fair Community College because right. we are all a family. And if you do contribute, then we're not going to have um, a very good set for people to look at or um, our costumes aren't going to be the greatest because we did not we need you. We're a small department, yeah. you know. And so saying all of that, we honestly have an incredible group of students. Yeah. Last year, and I've said this a million times, but last year, I mean, and I think we also have some really good ones coming in and, and things like that uh, for this year too. But last year, it just, it felt different. It felt mm -hmm. like you were talking about, like when we were in school, it really, yeah. and probably everyone kind of thinks that like their group was the special group. So yeah. like, I get that. But like, I really felt that like for the most part, we were really close and mm -hmm. tight knit and good. Um, and fairly talented, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. Uh, and and but with also good work ethics, like yeah. there was a, a good balance there for the most part. In this group of students, same thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an. I mean, they're uh, they're phenomenal. They, I love them to death. But, um, you know, I think we'll continue. And and I think that because we had some people who really took on like a leadership role without trying to be the leader, mm -hmm. you know, um, they were just good examples of work ethic. And, you know, if you want to be successful, you should emu emulate what yeah. they're doing and kind of follow their lead. That's kind of what happened in that precedent was kind of set. So people were kind of moving and forming over here and which obviously benefits us. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Hugely. so, yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, really this group is cohesive and I, we had a group of five students graduate this past year, and I cried a banquet. Of course, I'm a cry. I'll cry <laughs> all the time. But, I mean, these five women were just phenomenal people in the department, and we're going to have another group <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. graduate this next year, as always happens in two years, three years, depends. You know, but mm -hmm. it, it, they're going to filter out uh, quicker, but, man, it's going to be hard to let them go because yeah. they are truly – a good group and so you know that's what i want that's what i want to keep getting you yeah know? and I, I i think we will i really do think we will that's awesome i mean i think one of the one of the best things you can see with a good group is like so when we came in it really did feel like there were a couple of holdovers mm -hmm. but they weren't there the whole year they right. didn't stay there the whole time mm -hmm. but for the most part it was it was our group and we yeah. came in replacing a group that had been there for two years that we didn't know like right. there was no class in between so it was like right. everybody left and then mm -hmm. we showed up with a couple of right. stragglers don maltzberger stayed exactly like, like she was there from the previous year and then was there for our two years yep and then moved on but i think she's the only one mm -hmm. that really was from the previous group, but was our group. Right. Y you know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. She's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely the only one there. Th and I can think of, like, what was it? Leon Shepard, Paula Leon. Snook, mm -hmm. Dave Glazer. There were a couple Red of. Red Dawn. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Red yeah. Dawn. <laughs> That's right. I say that because yeah. Dawn. Uh, Don there, we had three Dawns. Yes, yeah, so we had three Dawns. And also, um, uh, Don Maltzberger is getting married. Oh, and, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, but anyway, she was saying like, oh, hey, Red Don's coming to the, you know, to the the wedding dress thing. And he tried nice. them on. I don't uh -huh. know what it's called. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a girl. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but she's like, hey, Red Don's going to be there. And I was like, awesome, cool. And I was like, 
I actually don't know what her last name is. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. No, I, I know, know exactly who you're talking about. I know about. exactly who it is exactly. that we're speaking yep. about. Yeah, so. Yeah, but she, so we had like a couple of people, but for the most part, we were flying blind. Yeah. Which, go Eric for recruiting our class. Woo-hoo! And I'm not trying to brag too yeah. much, but like we kind of threw a but lot we of shit together. Badasses, we were so. badasses. <laughs> but the thing that I think really puts us in a good position is the same thing that I think you and Eric and Tim appreciate is that when the second, when the freshman class to us came in mm-hmm. and you had Jeff and you had, was Lori in that one? Um, Jeff, uh, I can't remember if Lori was I in that. I know was. Tommy was. Tommy was. Um, oh, well, was Tommy our class? I thought Tommy was our class. No, Tommy was the following Tommy year. Oh, Tommy uh, Waller. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Will Boyd. That's what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah. Will yep. was ours. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Tommy was the next class. Jasmine Moutinho was the next yes, class. Yes, Like, we uh, had all Damon. these. Da- yep, Damon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damon is doing very well now. There he were is. There were a few uh, few tough months there. Yes. But, yes, uh, but I'm, hab- I'm very I'm happy very to see him. I'm very happy on his yeah, success, I think, and I follow his stuff on Facebook. Yeah, I think, he, uh, I think he had to grow up. Yeah. You know, and, I, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. People just. They're 18. You know, you're 18, and you don't necessarily have your head on straight. Mm-hmm. And even though – David had gone through some shit, too. He really did. Like, what, he was he homeless. He was homeless twice. Yeah. yeah. And, and he still finished high school, and he went mm-hmm. to college. And, I mean, it's – you know, he had some, some rough stuff, uh, you yeah. know, like the rest of us. But he was talented as could be. Oh, my God, yes. So, I mean – and, and he's recovered, and that's awesome. I love seeing that. And, and there's there's the other person that's recovered a little bit, too, which yes, is nice to I'm see. Yes, I'm also very proud and happy to see that because yeah. I'm like, you can redeem yourself. It's all about your own personal choices. You may make a wrong choice yeah. or maybe something that was not good for uh, the greater whole, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but if you've reconciled that and mm-hmm. figured that out, for yourself and moved on then i mean you're all the better for it and i respect you for it yeah i actually i sent him a message because i told him i was like i'd like to have you on if you're willing to talk oh cool because i think that would be an interesting one i think, it would I think be he'd too. have some stories i mean he had the radio voice anyway oh yeah you know? i mean i remember he was yeah. on the radio uh the local sedalia <laughs> yep. radio like at like 2 a.m yeah or something. like the 2 to 5 a.m yes. channels like oh uh, dude oh man get I some sleep know. i don't know what you're taking now but man <laughs> right yeah but uh but no, I mean, but I think our our class looked great because of what we what followed. Right. When we left, or when most of us left, mm-hmm. that kind of core group in '07 got yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Like the next two or three years were good. Like especially I think the next they two. Were, yeah. I mean, Jacob stepped up. He mm-hmm. started doing like some really good work. Oh my gosh! I I saw domestic tranquility. And was, was that the one with, where he was a robber? Yes, oh him and Jeff put off, and then Sam Salary. Was they were the other. awesome. That was such a good show. That was one of my favorite shows yeah. that Eric's done. And actually, he uses that in his online intro the theater mm-hmm. class. That he I should. Can, yeah. Well, him and I have kind of switched off on teaching that <laughs> online intro theater class. But anyway, yeah. he has a video that um, he has made and gone through, and he references domestic tranquility. He has the 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 class read it as a whole and do character break i mean it's it's a really cool way that he's like put it all together but i mean but honestly it was like one of the best shows that oh I've yeah seen him do hands down it was so good yeah and one of the best things i've seen music do yeah he was incredible and I, w- I remember going up to him after the show and was like that's the best i've ever seen you oh yeah i mean he was spot on perfect God, it was so good and the yeah. research that he did and in, into that role i i remember him talking about it and eric talking about it 
uh, I was like, man, I am so proud of you. Yeah. You know, I just get proud of my friends. I, I, oh, I'm, yeah. I am <laughs> self-proclaimed. I uh, feel like I'm sometimes like a little too intense about the support <laughs> of my friends uh, because I, I feel like I, I, like maybe I'm coming off a little too strong, but I, <laughs> Dang it, I just love you so much, all of you, and I just want you to do well, and so I want to celebrate all of your successes. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of an intense friend, and so I friend very intensely, I say. <laughs> I, so, That's awesome. Yeah, so when yeah, so when he did well, I was like, God, oh, you're amazing. I yeah. probably, you know, and, and it's not fake. I'm not, like, trying to go no. over the top and whatever, but I am, like, just truly and intensely proud of you, and I will support anything that you do, you yeah. know, sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool to see that. It was cool to see that next group kind of step up and do everything that they did. I mean, it was it was just a fun like that period of years was just really ridiculously fun. I mean, it was. going through the shows that we did, <laughs> some of the the shoe incident, uh, the infamous shoe. The shoe yeah. Gosh, Eric gosh. and I kind of we deflected on that conversation. But anybody <laughs> that knows it, we had an yeah. incident where somebody that shouldn't have been in that position through a shoe at an actor. And that was, it was the weirdest phone call I think I've ever had to make <laughs> because I remember it was like you and Roxanne, because like uh, my girlfriend at the time wasn't there, but it was like you, me and Roxanne, mm -hmm. which not that we didn't hang out, but normally there yeah. was all kinds of other people. But because right. we were in that show, we like grab McDonald's, grab drinks, came back to my place before mm -hmm. anybody else got there. Cause everybody was like studying or whatever. And we're just sitting there talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like, I just have to call him. And I remember calling him at like 930 at night. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be the one to do this, but you and I need to meet. We need to talk. Yeah. About and this. so we met like the next. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I kind of I didn't give tell him exactly, but I told him enough. Yeah. And then the best part about that whole situation is that the next. Do you remember the following rehearsal? Because that was a Friday rehearsal. And so it was Monday. Do you remember she got in my face and was uh -huh. yelling at me? I do. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, because we were like, because we knew that you had talked to Eric. Yeah. You, you know, and so we're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that he did that. I don't, you know, because so, we didn't know what to do. Because we're like, this isn't. This doesn't feel appropriate. No. Like, this doesn't seem like a professional thing. You're not going to assault somebody with an object. Right. And here's the thing. Like, even if it was out of, uh, even if it wasn't, like, an intentional I am going to hurt you and it's still just throwing a shoe in someone's direction, but you were, um, you were frustrated mm -hmm. when you threw it and it was all of that stuff behind it. So, no, you didn't chuck it at 90 miles an hour but that's not how you treat people you know because it was because uh, it was i was sitting next to chris clark i think yeah um, which was it, the target yes because <laughs> uh, he was like sitting in the rocking chair and i was sitting down like in the seat next to it or whatever uh and then like yeah through it and i was like no you know we're all like yeah, freaked slammed. out yeah she just yeah. had bad aim <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like oh my gosh and then we just were all like Okay, you know, but really, in retrospect, I'm really proud that you followed through and reported it because, yeah. uh, you know, because I mean, really, especially in 2019, you know how yeah. big that would go on social media, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and oh, this is harassment, this is a thing, you yeah, know, like, she would have been gone, yeah, yeah, and and so I. But, no, I'm glad that you said something because, really, that's wrong. You yeah. shouldn't do it. I have never, and, again, maybe it's just my temperament, but I've never gotten so mad 
at students about something that I've thrown something at them. Yeah. I have cried because I've been disappointed, mm-hmm. which um, the Be More Chill cast will talk about the, <laughs> um, you know, they're like, the oh, infamous yeah. moment. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> what, what the disappointed mom moment, I think, is what they <laughs> called it. Because I, you know, there, and it happens with a lot of shows, but I hadn't had it happen very, like, to at least this extent in a while. We were on such a good streak, and I was like, if this is where we are at this point in the rehearsal, this show is going to be incredible. And I was just like, you know, waiting for mm-hmm. the other <laughs> shoe to drop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the other shoe to be chucked. <laughs> in every, in your direction. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. So, so I was like, but I, they just, you know, people were not showing up to, uh, cause, okay. So backing up a little bit, we would have a 30 minute workout thing that was voluntary, but I was like, I highly encourage you to show up to this because we need to get our cardio going because this is a musical and it's a very high energy show and yeah. you are constantly moving. So, you know, you should show up. If you're not, I am going to be trusting you to be doing things on your own outside of this. And, you know, to their credit, a lot of students who didn't necessarily like the kind of workout things we were doing um would go play basketball or go yeah. do this or do whatever. something yeah and i'm like that's fine just be moving yeah. you know that's what's gonna help um so anyway then uh warm-ups would start at like 5 45 mm-hmm. or whatever uh or 5 50 and um you would need to be there for warm-ups because six o'clock we start like yeah. i i'm like i drive an hour i am regimented i'm not gonna stay late because you were lazy, but I will to prove a point, yep. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. <laughs> so, so, but, um, it was just kind of getting to a point where, oh, sorry, I was getting food and I wasn't, uh, well, I'm hungry. I didn't have a chance to eat. I'm like, you did, you don't have class until five and then doing the workouts and then moving to that. If you did, I would be like, okay, you don't have class till five. You weren't at the workout. And then, oh, you need food now. You know, like yeah. that, that's just like one small example. There were several things that people kind of starting to show up late. You can make excuses. Having, don't lie to me. Right, right. And you like you're not like you should have your lines memorized. And then you're fumbling a whole bunch. And then you're not focused in your I get joking around. I love joking around. But like when we need to be serious, we need to be serious. Like yeah. There's a line. And so there was a lot of that stuff that was becoming like, yeah. And then <laughs> I was just like, I stopped taking notes. I was like, no, OK. And then uh, once uh, they're like, do you want us to do it again? I go, nah, um, sit, sit, let's gather down here. I'm like, okay. And they sat down. They're like, okay. Everything's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, because everything had been great. And then I just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And they all, you saw oh. all their faces drop, you know, and I, I and, and this wasn't a, like a play or a tactic or anything. Mm-hmm. I, this was all honestly how I felt in the moment I was like I was so excited about the show and now I'm terrified that this is not going to be very good um because this is happening this is happening this happening. I've talked about this we've talked about this and this the, you know and just kind of went through and then of course me as the crier <laughs> I could I could not contain it anymore and I and it was really you know I and the kicker of what made me cry was I am away from my child five days a week I don't get to put him to bed yeah for five days during the week I missed him terribly when I leave for work he's still asleep 
I don't get to see my child awake unless someone sends me a video of him, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I was like, I am making this sacrifice because I love theater and I love you guys and I believe in you, but what's the point Yeah. if we're not going to do this, you know? And of course that's when, you know, when I talk about my son, I'm starting to cry, you know? And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> just get go. out of here. Just yeah. go, you know, it's fine. You know? And so, but what was really uh, heartwarming was one of the students was like, it's not you. It's us. I'm so sorry. And then <laughs> can I come, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, sure. You know, so we go out in the hallway and we're talking. I'm like, okay, well then, yeah, we got to, you yeah. know, let, let's get this going. Let's see, you know, and then I come back in and then another student's like, hey, I was waiting until you're done talking um, with that person. But I just wanted to say this. And then I had like another one. And then I had like these groups coming yep. up and I was like, <laughs> this is why I love you guys. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, and, and everyone's hearts were in the right place. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they just you didn't know. Yeah, and yeah. you get distracted, and, and and I feel like I create a pretty like fun kind of relaxed environment. Yeah. So, and I know that that sometimes gets confused with the hard work that we are doing, and so sometimes it kind of leans a little far, yep. you know. And so, but what I think is like so awesome about these kids in particular is like that moment happened and they're like okay we're not gonna do that again you know <laughs> i'm so sorry i didn't want to make you cry yeah. and i was like it's okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do it again you know and so uh, but i felt like again that's one of those bonding moments that you get with those theater students that you don't get with anyone yeah. else you know because you are literally i s- i was like i see you guys more than i see my own family like you yeah. are my family right now and I care so much about your success. I just want you to be successful. I promise you I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've done this. I don't want to say, like, I'm, I'm a professional. I've done this for so long. You know, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I've been but around the block. Yeah. I've been around the block. I, I have uh, a lot of student debt to show for. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you, you know, and so, but, I mean, I, it was really after When I started that. doing this, you were four. <laughs> oh, you know, you want to hear something funny. I had a student uh, and mom come in, and she was registering for classes. And, um, you know, somehow we got on the subject of theater. I think she may have mentioned it or her mom mentioned it or something. And uh, I was like, yeah, well, let's get going, you know. And anyway, her mom goes, you know, it'll be – because I was talking about the arts barbecue and everything. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know, it'd be interesting to see Eric again. She goes, I was a student here when he first started at State Fair. I go, oh, 2000? She goes, yeah. In 2000, I was here when he was this – uh, when he had just started us in his public <laughs> speaking class, she goes, I was pregnant with her. I go, you need to tell him, but you need to like wait until like I'm there and I want to watch his face. <laughs> because, you know, now this year he's retiring oh, yeah. and her daughter is starting state fair. And so it's oh been my God, worlds collide. I know. Isn't that so weird? I was like, that is so crazy. She was pregnant with her when he first started. She's starting college here when he's retiring oh man that's just such a weird like roundabout world that was like yeah oh wow but it's like yeah he's gonna feel super old Uh i want to be there and see his (laughs) face (laughs) (laughs) i know this piece of information and you don't Uh unless he listens to the podcast and then i'll ruin it for him that's okay it's fine fine. oh you'll still get to see his face and he's like Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, Shit. gosh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I talked about this with Eric on his podcast. Like, I, I, I remember Eric going off. I remember all of my directors having their moment where mm-hmm. just like there was always the one. And I think with Little Shop, there were two times because of the situation that you right. and I know about. Yeah. Um, 
But I like I never got mad at directors for doing that. And all of mine, no. like mine, didn't do the crying thing. Mine always <laughs> right. blew up, right. like just screamed or I yelled can't or. Help it. That's you know Eric and yeah. Tim can yell. I'm oh, not yeah. gonna. I don't. And I no. realize I don't ever yell. But I kind of implode and I cry. But it's only. But it gets the message across. But it gets the message. Yeah. Across. Yeah. I have a student that goes, you know what? Tim and Eric like yell, and that's you know that's you know that's <laughs> not good. But he goes, I I can't I can't have you be disappointed. I <laughs> mean, you're, you're crying. It's really bothering me. I was like, it's okay, man. I was like, well, as long as you don't do it again. He's like, I won't. I won't. I promise. Uh-huh. So so I'm like, maybe it's more effective. Yeah, not maybe. The, again, not my intention. Yeah. It wasn't a tactic. It just no. happened. But um, no, but it does. I mean, you've yeah. got so much you know not only are you doing classes but you're directing a show you're away from your family it's right. a ton of hours like and students don't see you know e- and All this is it. just true of actors but yeah. n- you don't see what the director's doing behind the no. scenes and not only are you a director you're really a producer or director oh my gosh. yeah you're all you are sides. the coordinator of everything yeah like you, you i mean yes you're directing the show and wouldn't it be nice just to be able to direct the show and, and then work with the actors but no you punch that time clock right it's <laughs> like oh hey i'm, I'm talking to marketing i'm talking to tim about sets and lights i'm talking to kim about costumes i'm talking um you know to tiffany about box office stuff and hey what's the dinner theater stuff gonna be like yeah and you know all these decisions need to be made and so you're doing all this and really being a director is more of a producer a delegator of of things and just trying to make sure that your ideas go across in this tiny part our rehearsals. <laughs> uh, exactly. So. Well, and you're rehearsing with 18 and 19 year olds, a exactly. lot of whom are raw, a lot of whom haven't, you know, mm-hmm. been in that kind of regulated environment. Which I mean, I find really fun. Like, I think that's yeah. why I like this level so much is because everyone coming in, no matter your level of experience, you're going to be raw and not quite grasp certain things so it's almost like teaching a class yeah while you're doing that because you do have to teach what upstage and downstage means to some people yep. you need to um you know teach what cheating out means you know and, mm-hmm. and projecting voice and things that um i think kind of keep you humble yeah <laughs> you know because yeah. it's like oh yeah that's right i know this but that's because i went through this exact same process so long ago and so i'm like yes okay gotta yep. step back and yeah. that's okay yeah right, i like love it that was the number one note that I got when I went to International Thespian Festival and then the uh, Missouri State Thespian Festival. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I did the monologue, like the two monologues, dramatic, comedic, and both, like every single note mm-hmm. was like lots of potential raw, lots of potential raw. <laughs> and so when I was initially like, going to college. How can I not be raw? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like raw. Raw's bad. Boo raw. But I kept, I kept like. But that was one of the reasons that I wanted to go to State Fair was I looked at MSU mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, here's our theater and it's a large theater, but it's not as nice, or at least mm-hmm. it wasn't at the time. Yeah. I don't know if they've redone anything or I not, no but idea. it was like beautiful campus, four year college. That's great. But I was talking to their director and I'm just kind of looking and I'm like, every single part of his language was basically like, you know, our juniors and seniors are the ones that are the stars. And then I go with Eric, and it's like, you have two years to, you know, potentially be in every play. Yeah. Like, behind the mm-hmm. scenes or on stage, and he knew where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. But it was one of those, like, yeah, you're you're new, and we just had a huge class leave, so right. there, there's a void. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I can work with a director who knows what he's doing in a nice theater and have the potential to be in plays. Yeah. That's a pretty good sell. Oh, darn. darn I it. don't know what my decision will be. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, like, uh, talking about, like, recruiting um, Eric. Uh, okay, so – my high school, my junior year, after my junior year, our theater teacher retired. Um, and so then we had our, um, I, I think she was, uh, 
I don't think she was a high school counselor, but mm-hmm. she was like, I don't know, middle school counselor, something like yeah. that, you know. But anyway, she played the piano at, like when we did Wizard of Oz, you know, and, and things gotcha. like that. And so then she stepped in to that theater uh, director role yeah. uh, for us. And so um, anyway, from there, we went from having af- like after school rehearsals to morning rehearsals because so many of us were in again small school mm-hmm. were involved in everything there was yeah. ffa fccla um fbla then there's also all the sports basketball baseball yeah. football because uh, you know so there's all these things and everyone's involved in everything and so it was like well what's the time that most people are available the morning even though ffa we still had like contest practice stuff in the morning sometimes yeah but <clears throat> we just had to kind of work around that so anyway we rehearsed at six o'clock in the morning oh my god which now like even then i i thought was awful but i could like handle it because i was used to it better yeah. but then like once i got to college i was like man how did i even do that yeah. but anyway like for the grace of god uh <laughs> <laughs> you know uh eric came and watched one of our morning rehearsals because he wasn't able to make the performance yeah um and uh teresa mayberry is her name she she asked she contacted eric and was like hey i have some theater some kids who are interested in theater uh you know i think this they would be very interested in school she didn't know anything really about them other than there was a theater program and it was kind of yeah. close and it was a smaller school and not msu yeah y- you know and <clears throat> and so she invited him he came he sat there and watched this Oh, it must have been <laughs> rough. It was a Carol Burnett variety show that we oh had like these different God. script things put together, you know. And, and you know, if he had a brick wall, he'd just be beating his right. head against. Well, I mean, he had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning to like get, you know, get awake and shower and get coffee and drive down to Urbana, Missouri, and uh-huh. watch this thing. And I'm sure, I, you know, I'm sure it was not good. They may have been like a couple moments, like, oh, that's kind of funny. But I'm sure it wasn't good, <laughs> you know, and so but but he talked to us afterwards and, and he, you know, had kind of recruited you know, like Jesse and myself and, you mm-hmm. know, any anyone else who was kind of interested. But we were the main ones. And so then he invited us to come up and audition with a monologue yeah, um, or a couple monologues. And so I remember like not knowing where to go to find a monologue i had no idea you know like that because i mean again we weren't trained in that we didn't have like a theater like our mr Mackey was our theater teacher but he didn't that wasn't what we did right you you know and so i mean i can't blame him for that or anything yeah it's just not what so i mean the early stages of the internet you know so i'm like (laughs) looking through and like oh i think this is a monologue like i have no idea even what i did but i remember i was memorizing it in the van ride up the state fair. Oh my god! And so, well, no, <laughs> uh, I well, I had most of it down. I was just like, because you know me, I'm like an overthinker, uh-huh. so I'm going. Imi- I, I'm thinking I don't have it memorized. But yeah, I, I did. Oh yeah, Jesse, I love you, Jesse. But Jesse was <laughs> the one memorizing it on the way up, like fully. And so, like, we're both running it through, and we audition. And again, I'm sure my audition was awful. Yeah. But you know, I did it, and Tim and Eric were like pity scholarship i'm sure that's you know well we'll see she seems like a hard worker you know and like <laughs> jesse always know, what you want to hear right, you're like, right. ah, fuck, I'm like okay. well if i'm you know i i'll take the money any, it's fine yeah i'll take the money <laughs> if anything i am always going to be the hard worker you know yeah. so 
uh, you know, they've never said that to me. I'm sure they thought it. So <laughs> I, but you know, I feel like I'm someone who's maybe not as impressive on the front end, but like, give me some time to prove myself and yeah. I will be that person. But, um, so yeah, I'm sure it wasn't good, but then like, that's how I came into it. So yeah. I came into theater completely opposite thinking I am awful. I'm horrible. I'm sure <laughs> I'm not doing anything right. Like come teach me, yeah. which is why, which is I also mean, awesome to be able to have somebody that's like, yeah. teach me yeah but you know then it was like against people who were like i'm the shit <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, I, and so then i didn't know you know like are they really i have no idea i have no perspective you know and so uh, you know but i just think you know like eric is the reason why i'm here yeah for better or worse yep. <laughs> whether he wants me to be or not you know like yeah. but, i mean he is the reason why I'm here. I'm, I'm so thankful for it. And like, you know, Ron Winnegar was kind of like the father of SFCC theater here yeah. for such a long time. And Eric's been here for a long time. And so, I mean, I would love to continue that tradition because for the love of God, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I will have to die. <laughs> or you're going to have to fire me, which hopefully should not ever happen. You, you know, but like I like I will be I'm I'm a very loyal person. You yeah. know, if 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 you show me some some kindness and uh you know, uh you know, that I can't think of the right yeah. word, but basically uh, faith like, in me, I'll have faith in you. Yeah, 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 you know, and 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 you respect the work I in time I put in and vice versa I'll do the same thing for you like I I will be loyal for life I'm like you yeah know? And so so um but I but I want to be there for yeah. that you, you know like that is my dream and really it's like if I don't do this I honestly God have no idea what I'm going <laughs> to do I really have no idea yeah I you know well, I, I still don't think know. <laughs> I still think the continuity aspect is such a huge thing because you've it worked is. with Eric, you've worked under Eric. I mean, mm -hmm. you've been there, you've done that, you know yeah, the systems now. It'd be a real easy SFCC. transition. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I'm not talking out of my ass either. I mean, I really like I when Eric was telling me about this even before we started, you know, the start of the podcast, I was like, I think that'd be perfect because again, continuity is everything and mm -hmm. also being able to you know call the person that was there before like eric has called winnegar so many times oh my gosh, yeah. you know when you have that ability to call the person mm -hmm. that knows the system that appreciates you appreciates what you're trying right. to do mm -hmm. but the number one thing that i would value with you over most people is the fact that like you just said it's like you're not trying out for a position you want to be here right. it's like yeah i know i'm gonna have to sell you on me being right. here but at the same time, you're not talking to somebody that's just trying to do it for a paycheck right. or trying to move up in the world. It's like you're doing I'm it for somebody who's coming home. I'm not moving on in five home. years. I'm not using State Fair Community College as a stepping stone to get a quote-unquote better job right. somewhere else. Like This is know, my job. This, this is, is my, my job. This yeah. is literally the thing I've wanted to do for 15 years. Yeah. You, you know, like uh, there's nothing – you know, and I think if, if anything, you know, I, I don't know what else I would have to do to put myself in any better position because like i said if i've i have been crafting and making choices yeah. to do specific things all leading up to this right. so if if i don't get it um you know i i that's n i i don't feel like that's on me right <laughs> you yeah know? or maybe it is and i made a poor choice later like mm -hmm. earlier on that i could not rectify yeah. you know or maybe it's it's you know someone else was just <clears throat> so impressive to someone up higher in the administration that they're like, you know what, we are really going to fight for this other person. And, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I don't know. 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, it's 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 going to be a very exciting and stressful uh, year, uh, but also, you know, I'm, I mean, that's kind of why I chose Mr. Burns because I'm like, well, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's, I mean, it's the job I've always wanted, Yeah. you know. And I, I don't think that anyone else – interviewing for that position will say man i've always wanted a job at state fair community college being a theater program coordinator kind of think i'm one of the only applicants that is going to have that yeah. yeah i think you're probably one of the only applicants if not the only applicant that's going to one that's obviously your dream job that's what right. you want to do mm-hmm. but i mean to me and again it's just to me the more important issue is you've been around it you know right. you're you know the godfather of theater for you is eric azel <laughs> right. i mean like he and somebody Super who godfather. exactly ron winnegar yeah. yeah but i mean you when you look at it it's like you know ron established the program made it what it was mm-hmm. grew it to a point eric took it over and was a rock star out of the gate but has continued mm-hmm. to do that for 19 years and has really built up the program and got a really solid foundation yeah he i mean he started and has really maintained the children's theater which i think is so essential yeah to you know to theater education in general you know i mean that's how you get audience members well and eventually (laughs) that might be how you get you know students yeah we have some we've had some students that have come in like oh i like i was teaching intro the theater a few years ago and like uh we're talking about different things uh different shows and he said oh yeah my first theater show i saw was at state fair it was actually um he goes oh it was uh with uh, it was like a stinky cheese man. Oh, I said, geez. Oh no, no, no. It was, that was another student, but yep. the other student, his first show was, uh, oh, the Sam Stokes show that we were in. Oh, the, Oh, I, I, Humpty Dumpty, Humpty mystery. Dumpty mystery. Yes. Yep. It's like, it was a Humpty Dumpty mystery. And I said, are you serious? I was in that. And he goes, what? <laughs> so it was just like one of those moments, like, you know, now that kid's And I know the big dumb idiot that played the dog. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Hello, that guy. Yeah. No, but I was like, I, oh man, it was just such a surreal moment to yeah. think, like, you're taking this intro to the theater class because you were interested in theater because your first show started with this. Yeah. And then I'm sure his school continued to come to, like, the next ones, you know, up to the certain point. Um, but, I mean, his love of, or at least his interest in theater mm-hmm. came from us yeah. and that's why he was taking a class in theater because he was interested a little bit more so again you know just because we're not necessarily producing actors and designers and technicians um we're helping produce audience members yeah and that's really almost more important as cultivating people who are willing to go see a piece of theater yeah you know i i, I equivoc- equivocate i don't know if that's the right <laughs> word um equate it to equate it there we go uh (laughs) to uh theater to like shopping local you know Mm -hmm. people are like support your small businesses i'm like support your local local theater theater because i mean i mean you're you're putting money directly into something that's benefiting something else if you go see a movie you know no one locally unless it's like the movie theater is really benefiting from that but if you pay money to go see a show you're supporting a friend you're supporting the arts you're supporting um you know someone's education yeah you know in this and you know and their experience in it is 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 growing so much more than your you know ten dollar ticket to a movie theater so yeah. i'm like if you're so worried about 
wanting to support local businesses, come support your local theater. And you also <laughs> you get know? to see a show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, like you, you are doing so much more for your local economy by coming and seeing theater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, the word that you've touched on several times, you know, we talk about theater as if it's, you know, all about theater, but I think the, the biggest positive that I see with everything that has been built up and hopefully gets passed to you, because I think mm-hmm. this would be the area where I think you would be a treasure oh. for that department, but is the education part of it too, mm-hmm. because you've been in that small town right. wanting to do theater oh, yeah. and you didn't have like, you know, the background, like when, you know, I didn't want to sound like a dick <laughs> in any way, shape or form, but like, you know, when I came from Ray Peck, mm-hmm. like you guys had an incredible, theater. we had an incredible theater program yeah. and Mr. Beam built that up and oh, then Todd yeah. Schnocky took it over and, like, I mean, we, when I had a monologue, they f- worked me like a dog getting right. that thing right. So that when I went to, you know, the International Thespian Festival and stuff like that, I had saw it you down. And it's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we had, you know, production volume. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, we didn't have the football team money that was winning state championships, but right. they definitely recognized, like, this is a program we need to have well funded. That's fantastic. But they, you know, and I think they would probably say, not as well funded as you think. Right. <laughs> we, but we faked it really we well. We faked it really well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we had great productions. We had a great team. And because of that, we had, you know, a lot of actors that were able to, like, feel comfortable doing mm-hmm. that. And I, I mean, I fucking stepped into the perfect situation. Like, the year mm-hmm. before I started, the guy who was the quote-unquote leading man mm-hmm. graduated. Awesome. <laughs> perfect for Alex. Yeah. yeah. Filling a role that yeah. much needed. Yeah. So I walked into that, and I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, but it's like, you know, Mr. Bean was going to do, and uh, now I can't think of what it was, but, and then, you know, it was like, are you going to be in the show? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm probably going to do it because my shoulder's shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, okay. And then, like, the next week it was Guys and Dolls, and so I got Sky Masterson and, you know, then eventually mm-hmm. was, was in all of his shows and did all kinds of stuff, and it was awesome. So, like, when... Eric came to see us like we had everything kind of rocking and rolling Mm -hmm. but high school is very different because even though we had like the schedule and the budget and all the stuff going on it's still high school right like one of the the biggest compliment I can give to Eric I have two one is that he pretty much saved my life because I was going through a really bad period of time Mm -hmm. when I was at state fair I tried to commit suicide I remember that yeah Yeah. and it was just real real rough for a while so he saved my life without question because right. he put me in a direction and was like, fucking swim that way or else <laughs> and don't look back. Right, right. Um, but the other thing is in that particular role, in that community college role, especially a community college where you're kind of on your own for the first time mm-hmm. and you're doing theater and you have a full plate of, of classes. They're I mean, so busy. You're so busy. It's so incredibly taxing and you're on your own and hormones mm-hmm. and relationships and you're in theater so your emotions are going wild all the time. Right. But the biggest compliment I can give him as a director is something that I think you will excel at without question. And that is the balance of talking to somebody like a student, Mm -hmm. which is how you have to handle all high school. Right. And being able to pull that individual aside and talking to them as a, as an adult. Yes. Because that in that environment, you're not in high school. They're not going home and, you know, spending the night with their parents. Mm -hmm. They're going home by themselves. Right. And you have to have that great balance of, hey, you and I need to talk as two adults talking to each other Mm -hmm. for a minute. Now go home, get a good night's sleep, and then come back and I'll talk to you as a student. But Mm -hmm. knowing when to see that. And Eric is, Eric's a ninja. He's he's just, he's perfect at it. Yes. And again, like, I think, you know, he would probably say like, well, I'm not, you know, there are certain situations that I don't see. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe I messed up here or shouldn't have said that necessarily here. But 
We all do that. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. and you're still human, but yeah. when you're you still learning from your experiences. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where I think that I guess the pro- probably the best word is empathizing with somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Eric absolutely excelled. And I think that's where you'll be able to kind of take that plate Thanks. to be able to say like, yeah, you have to be a professional. This mm-hmm. is not high school. You mm-hmm. have to be more professional in that. It is up to you more than ever. But I also realize that you're 19. Right. <laughs> like, right. And, and you and don't and have your parent, you know, right. two steps and, and away. And part of that uh, balance also is, is like, you know, not saying, hey, I know you're 19 years old. Because, right. you know, no one. You Nobody wants want to hear that. Yeah, because then you just, like, shut the person off right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I've gotten better at those conversations over the years too and and part of it i think is separating myself in age Mm -hmm. because when i first started teaching at state fair and directing i was let me see i graduated from ucm when i was 23 25 i think i was just turning 26 oh okay Uh, so i was still pretty young when i started and so like uh 26 and then i have some 18 year old students but then i also have some students who are like 22 so i'm like i feel like i would have gone to school with you and have been friends with you and so it was really weird because i thought who am i to like Mm -hmm. tell you what to do or how am i uh, who am i to educate you in this like you probably already know and of course they didn't know but i just again you know it's like that that confidence of i i didn't think that i knew more than other people and then once i realized i do but not in like I know more than you, but like mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Well, I my training was valuable, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. And I was like okay, you know. And then finding ways to deliver that, and it took me a a good amount of time to have those hard discussions. Yeah, and um, especially like one on one things. Like I was like I don't know because it felt like I was too close in age, and that, so I think the benefit of getting older, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you know, and they rotate and stay about the same age as I'm like, okay, I have enough separation. Sometimes I feel like I'm 24. And then I realize when I hear conversations that I'm not 24, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. You know, and so, but I feel like I also am able to relate uh, to that age group um, for the most part uh, pretty well. But yeah, having those hard conversations it was tough for me because, you know, yeah. I don't, no one likes confrontation, no. you know, and I don't, it, you know, but once I realized it was not me telling someone how they're wrong, when I realized that it was me helping someone figure something out and do th- something that's in a more productive manner, or, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but you need to know this, otherwise, you will not be cast in the future. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that if you don't have the, you know, if you continue this behavior, it's harder to dig yourself out of it Mm -hmm. and get improve yourself than it is to do it and continue growing. You know, don't Lindsay Lohan yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Come on. Don't Lindsay Lohan yourself. That's another one I'll probably try to, you know, start using. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it it is a very important role, and it's it's such a an impressionable time. Yeah. I mean, when I mean, I keep saying it, and it's not it, honestly, it's not derogatory. I don't mean it to be. But when somebody is that young, it's like mm-hmm. you just don't know what you don't know. No, and exactly. I hated being told that. Like I'm, Me too. I'm, you know, 
ground zero for getting pissed off at those comments. <laughs> but, you know, as you get older, and even a few years past that, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I seriously should have thought differently about that. Right. And me talking, obviously not going to be successful <laughs> with that conversation, but you're going to be able to do that. Oh, and I think that's a very positive. And you've been able to do that since you were that age. I mean, you've always been a very mature I individual. I felt like I was the mom of the group. Yeah. Well, yeah. fuck with our group. We needed uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, even like when I went to UCM, like I remember a specific instance at UCM, uh, like at you know theater kid yeah. group, we're sitting in the uh, I can't remember what the building's called. Elliot. No, I don't know. Anyway, we're sitting at a table eating food, mm -hmm. and uh, it was time to go to class. And um, one of my friends was like, "I'm not gonna go." I just, I just don't want to. I want to say because we didn't have to go, but he had to go, and like someone mm -hmm. else had to go. And he's like, ah, I'm just not gonna go. I'm, I, I go. I will say, John. Okay, mm -hmm. so John. So John Doe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Doe. Go go to class. And he's like, oh, but I don't want to. Like you, I mean, yeah, we're having so much fun. I said, I know, but you only get three absences before like that are freebies and then i go what if you get sick or what if something happens and you don't have that like eh, you know oh, stop being a wet rag Kristen. oh man i'm just gonna well what do you think happened <laughs> down the line he missed enough classes uh to where he ran out of his freebies and then he actually did get sick and then i i don't understand why my instructors or i guess their professors not uh i mean they're not letting me make up any work. That's bull. You what did I tell you, John Doe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you. But it did. You, so, yeah. you know, so that that's why you don't waste those times. But things like that always made sense to me. I'm like, why would you not do this? Yeah. But uh, not everyone is wired like that, and no. you know, and so. Well, that's you always try to. Even sometimes to your detriment, follow through on a task. Like I, yeah. I think I might have talked about this on Eric's podcast too. But there was a, there was an algebra class that you and I enrolled in. Do you remember that one? Oh. And you were like crying throughout the semester. Oh yeah. Because that I remember oh, yeah. the first day you and I sat next to each other and we watched that old man, <laughs> like he just oh wrote on the board God. and talked to himself and was yep. like, "That's what you need to learn," and left. Yeah. And I just immediately went. It was like, nope. I need to drop this class. I don't know yep. what's here, but uh -huh. I've got to figure it out. And I dropped it. And I did. And you didn't. And I just remember, like, throughout the semester, like, I just catch you, like, crying after oh, that yeah. class. I was like, oh, I feel so bad. And you know what was but stupid? <laughs> right. You know what was stupid on my part? I never sought out tutoring. Oh, really? You want to know why? Because I thought that that was giving up. Which is the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. Yeah, you can't ever. do that. That was a young person thing. And now yeah. I am, like, such an advocate of, obviously, tutoring. And I didn't join TRIO, which mm -hmm. I qualified for, and I should have because yep. it's amazing. Like, they're right around the corner from my office. And I send everyone that yep. might qualify apply because, like, TRIO will pay for your college transcripts to be sent to colleges that you applied to. Trio will pay for your college application fees. Trio will pay for your um, your cap and gown at graduation. They will take you on these. I mean, they and there's always food, and it's like the coolest thing. And I'm like, what Why was wrong with me? Yeah, seriously, what was wrong with me? I didn't take it up. But yeah, I didn't go to tutoring. I got a D in college algebra. I barely passed, it and I actually cried because I was so happy mm -hmm. that I did not have to take it. And I was so terrified I was going to 
have to retake that class and it was awful. But no, I should have dropped. Yeah. Absolutely, I should have dropped it because at the time you could drop a class and then enroll in another class. Yeah, as long as it was still in like three weeks or something. Uh, like first that. week. First week, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and yeah. I should have done that, but I yeah. didn't. I just remember we left and you were like, I'm worried. And I just remember like, I'm going to the <laughs> office right now. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not going to be in there. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, I just knew it's like I, my brain is like the way that I execute a math problem is different than anybody else I've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. So I knew watching that guy, it's like, I've been in the situation before. I'm not going to make it. I will fail this class without question. Yeah. And so that's why I left. And I remember telling you that, like, all you have to do is, you're like, well, no, I'm just going to stick it out and I'm sure it'll be fine. And it was yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. To my detriment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can't remember what class I ended up getting into, what algebra or who knows what I mm-hmm. talked myself into or out of. Mm-hmm. Like that was half the... My wife gets mad at me when I talk about this, but I feel like that's half the reason that I graduated from college was that I had like I could talk to people. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think uh, I, I really apologize for not turning this in on time, but here it is. I completed the assignment. I wasn't able to do it, but I just want you to have it. If you want to grade it, fantastic. If not, great. Always would grade it. Right. Because <laughs> here's the thing. You put in the effort to complete it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I will do that as an instructor um, in most instances. Uh, because especially if you completed it, but and it's good, yeah. But it was just late. And I'm like, I get life happens. You won't get full credit, but yeah, I'll still get, I'll still yeah. grade it. Yeah, and at you, that point, you're like, not full credits, completely fine. Right? You're like, I didn't <laughs> even know you'd accept it. You know, and some instructors won't. Yeah. But um, you know, but I I feel one of my philosophies, I guess, is I want you to do the work and complete the work and think critically and and have a good learning experience i don't want to taint that by hey um i got seriously sick and then couldn't do anything more or less for two weeks um you know now it's not fair if i give you full credit like i gave everyone else but I will still grade it if you're putting in the effort because you want to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, like I, I yeah. point of teaching classes is I want you to learn. Somebody should learn, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. I don't want you to be like, oh, man, my theater instructor sucks because she didn't understand that I yeah. that my father died. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you it's like, and I mean? also, and, and the ones that come to you and do that kind of thing don't take they don't take advantage right. normally. Right. Like if you're doing that all the time, that's a very mm-hmm. different scenario. But oh, I, yeah. mine was I had a psychology professor, and I woke up like the assignment was supposed to be done at midnight, and I did one of those two a.m. wake ups where mm-hmm. I shot out of bed and realized I didn't turn it in, mm-hmm. and I was halfway through it. It was just one of those like two or three mm-hmm. or four hour rehearsal nights, and yeah. I just spaced it. Just uh, yeah. like didn't wasn't anything I was trying to do. Would have absolutely come home and done it. I just oh, completely yeah. spaced it, mm-hmm. and so I shot up two a.m. and I think I stayed up until five doing it and I turned it in the next day at 10 <laughs> and I went up to her and I just sat it there and I literally was just like if you don't want to take it that's completely fine and I told her my sob story mm-hmm. and uh it was like you get once like okay, okay thank you I it won't it. happen again I promise <laughs> you that not in this class right yeah. <laughs> yes I think is it the, <clears throat> the psychology instructor like at state fair is yeah that you're thinking of yep uh-huh yeah, I can't remember her name, but Dr. Rhonda Fazell. That sounds right. Yep. yep. I know. I, had, I mean, I know I had her. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure it's that I class. Like, I, I had her too. I, I wasn't. I don't think it was. The, I, I think I was by myself in that class. So okay. we weren't taking the same one, but she's still there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 
thought she was a great teacher. I mm-hmm. just was one of those moments where <laughs> I just literally went up to her and was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like yeah. my, you know, my young self, like here it is. I, here's I, the thing. I would rather take your honesty. Don't yeah. give me some. My dog ate my homework. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Just be honest. <laughs> it, I forgot. Okay. I appreciate you being up front. Yep. <laughs> also, thanks for doing the work too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, shows that you care. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Here's 10% off though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So what, um, so the show that you're doing this year is Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, a post electric play, a post electric play. And that's going to be the October show, October show. It's October 2nd through the 6th Um, performances at 730, except for uh, Sundays, which is obviously at two. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The The Stoffaker Theater, the Stoffaker Theater, the Mm -hmm. best theater ever. Yes, it is. I do love that place. That is a good place. I feel I love just walking in when it's like empty no one's in yeah. there i just stand there and look i'm like oh my gosh yeah this is so cool yeah <laughs> i used to walk in and then i just kind of look around at the seats and then i'd walk on stage just because it's yeah. so easy to get to it yeah. just like <sighs> and you okay. can't help it you just like take a deep breath because you're just mm-hmm. like just trying to take it all in and looking at it and it looks so cool when the lights are dim and you're yep. kind of looking out and it's just such a a cool surreal moment like i get to just exist in this space for a little bit yeah that's so neat yeah then you go backstage and Mm. it's chaos (laughs) 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 well thank you so much for coming on you are welcome thank you for inviting me i am so excited (laughs) this is obviously the first podcast or anything like that that i've ever been on so i'm like this is cool and it was a lot easier than i thought it was going to be absolutely yeah and we've been talking for almost three hours are you serious oh my god two hours and yeah, two hours oh. and 57 minutes or so. Holy cow. Well, <laughs> you know, if anyone's still listening at this point, I commend you. Let me know that you made it because you're going to be moving to the top of my MySpace. Uh, top eight. Top eight, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I, uh, I, I really, like, and I've said this throughout, but I really think that, you know, no matter what happens, I mm-hmm. think that um, if what we think, hope will happen happens mm-hmm. i think you're the perfect person for it i think I of, of anybody it. that um that's been through it that's been a part of it that's committed themselves to it like not only have you committed yourself to theater but you've done everything that it's taken like the communications degree mm-hmm. you've done everything that it's taken throughout the entire process to make sure that you put yourself in the best position possible and i think that if you are able to take over for eric it's going to be really nice to have like three people within yeah. like a period of 70 years right. to run that program i mean that would be cool to be a part of yeah yeah. <laughs> the trifecta. The trifecta. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>